0: They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combine they have over 65 years' experience? Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and still gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I didn't play shit. Don't ask me. <laughs> That's not true. I, mean, uh, I, I saw you. I saw you play Elder Scrolls.
1: Yeah, I play Elder Scrolls. But no, uh, nobody wants to hear me talk about
0: Skulls. Uh, <laughs> I played I all Scrolls. Skulls, everybody. <laughs> Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 304. Uh, we're here every single Thursday. This is a bonus episode of, of March. Bonus. Bonus episode. It's right, a bonus. You do about how, four do you have, how do you have five shows in a month if you only have it once a week? That's right. <laughs> so we, uh, I, think you're a little, I think you're a little delayed. I'm, anymore um a little delayed. that's for sure no you're you're good you're good um on today's show we have a couple different topics we're talking about uh our, we do have a new format here we, we talk about less topics um we have a lot of a lot of tabs but they're short of all the same topics so we're talking about playstation we're gonna be talking about playstation about their new uh playstation plus uh game pass type of service that they're coming out with we're gonna be talking about ceo uh um jim ryan talking about PlayStation, about their how they're, how he's handling the subscription model. We're going to talk about subscription models in general because there's a couple things that are having subscriptions. Subscriptions are everywhere. The title didn't get changed. The title of the show was supposed to be uh, PS Plus Subscriptions Worth It, or I was going to call it uh, Subscriptions for Everyone because uh, no matter where you look now, subscriptions are everywhere, right? So we're going to be talking about Bungie's lawsuit against YouTube. Uh, and the DMCA's that are happening there, uh, Sarge knows a little bit more about uh, me. We're going to be talking about Battlefield 2042, but not really just you Battlefield, no. right? Tell me no. Tell me no. What we are? Tell me
2: no. Tell you
1: no Battlefield. You said no, no Battlefield. No, no. I
0: said we're bringing up the the thing of Battlefield, but we're talking about it in a different format. So Battlefield right. 42 came out with their update that they're doing, what they're they're fixing stuff. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because the game's been out for six months. And they're updating it like it's a game that's coming out in six months, right? So we're going to talk about the state of of games and and whatnot. Um, We're going to talk about Game Pass in general and also Microsoft because they are coming out supposedly with a, I don't know if it's official yet, I think it is official, but they're coming out with another tier of Game Pass, like a family plan for for Game Pass. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. And then we have a little bit of uh, little stories uh, to fill in the rest of the show. Uh, we are live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern over on YouTube and Twitch simultaneously, so if you like what you hear here, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe over on YouTube. Uh, make sure you hit the follow button over on Twitch. If you'd like to go above and beyond that and help us out, you can hit the membership button over on YouTube, or you can do a, uh, uh, what's it called, a super chat in, in YouTube. Or you can use a subscribe button over on Twitch, or you can use your Twitch Prime, get one of those every single month. Um. So, we're gonna start off. But what you've been playing? Sarge already told us what he's been playing. He's been he pl- he played nothing. I don't know if that's an actual name of a game or if that's uh, a sequel ESO. to Unpacking.
1: ESO. ESO. No, it's ESO.
0: Okay. So <clears throat> you played absolutely nothing this week. You've just been playing ESO. Are yeah. you are you doing anything different in ESO? Or are you just doing the same same grind over and over? I mean, I'm I'm looking for armor set from my sorcerer currently. I I haven't. I'm thinking
1: about. I'm thinking about getting game pass, um, not game pass um the the new the new uh DLC to play that. I haven't, I haven't got around to it i i I totally forgot that it was released until the the, the title screen changed. like it's not the black it's not the oh for, yeah, okay. anymore right I'm like, oh, it's a different screen. I'm like, oh right the new the new DLC's out. I gotta remember now to to actually try it out because it can't, I, I can't try it because I have game pass or I can try it because I have game pass. For ESO? You know I mean? No, you... you, you have to, I have to buy it or pay the, pay the monthly subscription, right? I, it's, I, don't, I, can't, I can't play the new DLC for well, no, there's, ESO no, there's free, of Game Pass.
0: Well, no, there is free DLC that you can play, and then there's the expansion expansion that you have to pay for, which is $40, I think. Right, right. I haven't got the expansion yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a couple of games this week, Sarge. I, uh, I'll get it real fast out of the way. Uh, update for Marvel's Avengers. God. They did a really God good help. job of making tutorial you videos. Mean
1: you mean the Steve, the guy who's left working yeah, on Steve, the game? Yeah, Steve.
0: yeah, I don't know if Steve's one of them, actually. I think it's AJ, Alex, and Brian. Um, I don't think there's a Steve. Um, but they updated the game and put tutorials in there. And they did a really good job if the game was launching like this week. right? Mm-hmm. But the game's been out for 18 months, and they finally put a tutorial in there for new players. So if new players are coming in, then this this is for them right this is this is this is a good good entry point for them um but for everybody else that's been in the game uh there's more problems than anything so in PlayStation uh 5 o- owners uh, couldn't play the game it kept crashing on them as soon as they opened up the game fantastic nice um nice. if you got into the game thor's hammer wasn't doing any damage uh at all maybe they weren't worthy yeah uh <laughs> So there's a lot of problems. So I, I I tried that for one night. Uh, I've been I played tunic a little bit and got a little farther. I I got to the end boss, but I I haven't played since then because I was playing uh, Borderlands next game, or I should say Gearbox's Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Uh, now last week I said I don't know if I'm going to get it. I said I was going to see what what Lona was doing and we're going to pick it up and play it with him and Hilly mm-hmm. and and Madame Crumpet and and then what happened was. Um, there we go. Day one, uh, the shift the shift codes or the sh- sh- uh shift servers were down, so we couldn't play with each other. You couldn't even play with somebody that was on the same system as you. So PC versus PC or Xbox and Xbox, unless you were on the same Xbox, then you could do split screen and then you could play. So there was this whole thing of yeah, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is cross play and everyone can play together, and woo, everyone's so Just excited. Not today. Just just not Friday Wisconsin. and Saturday. Yeah, just not Friday and Saturday. Um, other than that, I did put in some time. I have about six hours into uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and I'm enjoying myself, Sarge. I am. I'm enjoying myself, but there's something missing. And and I'm just speaking for myself. There's something missing. It's it's a fun game. Uh, the melee is a little Borderland-ish. I mean, they didn't change anything. It's the exact same as the past games. Uh, you don't have grenades. Now you have magic. Um, Those grenades, man. The bouncing Betty. Yeah, yeah. There's there's magic other missile. things. No, there's there's other things that you can do in the game now. And, and it does fit it. What I do like about Wonderlands is that, that's what I'm going to wa- call it now. I'm not going to call it Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Wonderlands does a good job because I feel like the customization of the character and what you're, what you're doing, right? You can create a character and then you're playing in a and d game. And I really like that about the game, that you are in a and world setting, and it feels fun. It feels fun. The, uh, the dialogue is much better. Uh, the, the story that I've played so far seems pretty good. I like the voice actors. I like the gunplay. Uh, it feels good. It's, it's a little clunky. I had to fix it in the, in the option menu. Um, I had to fix it in the, in the option menu to, to, to get it a little bit better. But for the most part, it's 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 a good it's a good time. Um, but I would tell you, Sarge, uh, wait, wait to get it. I know you are. I, I have, I have, I have, I am indifferent. Yeah, so I'm indifferent. It's it's a fun game. the The upgrade system. I'm not gonna go too too in depth with it. If you guys want to watch, you I I played it the other day, and you can see me. I haven't played Elden Ring in about two weeks, not because I I'm done with Elden Ring. But I'll tell you a game I am kind of done with a lot of, Sarge. A lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah. A lot of I, games coming up. I am done. And not because I hate the game in any way, shape, or form. I enjoyed my 153 hours in the game. Uh, uh, which one is this? But I, I'm done with Lost Ark. I'm done with Lost Ark. Oh, what's the matter? I it, it just it's just not it's just not thriving with me. I hit this wall and to upgrade, I've I've talked about this for the last like two weeks, right? I go back in to upgrade my gear again it fails again and i'm like you know what i i'm done i'm done i was like i i don't want to go back in every day just to do my dailies uh i just want to play a game and when i played tunic it really like drove it home for me because like, tunic's a single player game i turn it on i go in the game i play it right and then when i'm done with it i shut it off i don't have to log back into tunic every single day to to make sure i get my my potion homework Right? I, I just I homework. just want to turn the game on, play the game, shut the game off, and then when I come back five days from now, I don't have a streak to get, that I have for like five, six days in a row where I get a bonus thing. I don't want to do daily daily boss fights or anything like that. I'm just like I think I'm. It's not Lost Ark's fault. It's my fault for playing so many games like that. ESO, Destiny, uh, Outriders, uh, you know, all all, all of these all games, of them. all of them, just all of them, are just compiled on top of me week after week month after month and i'm just like you know what i'm done so i had to transfer leadership of my guild over to brain brain said he would take it over uh because i'm casual i'll still go play lost ark but i'm i'm not i'm not playing it like i like i i wanted to is 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 lost ark the diablo one right yeah that lost ark's the because the uh, I, I, I get that
1: confused with the, with the pirate mmo one you were talking about so, that is the Pirate MMO. That's that the Pirate MMO. Yeah, that is the Pirate okay. MMO. So, yeah. what's, so, what's the, so, what's the other one that's like Diablo?
0: That's also Lost Ark. It's, a, it's the isometric one you're talking about. That's the same game? Same game. Yeah, same right. game. Um, and then I picked up a new game today, played it for a couple hours on stream, and then I played a couple hours or, yeah, about yeah, another hour off, off stream. Okay. Weird West. Now, when I first started playing Weird West, Okay, let me let me uh, let me bring up Weird West here. Um, bring it up. I played it earlier today, and I enjoyed it, but at the same time, there's something there's something not right about it, and I I don't know. The control scheme in this in this game is is very odd, very odd. So, and the only way I, I had to hold the controller in my hand it's 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 ridiculous because when you're playing this game, it's like a, it's an isometric and you can you can push in to get closer if you want or you, you back out a little bit. But when okay. you're playing it, you got to hold the left trigger to aim. So it's not like Smash TV or anything where it's like left stick, right stick. Okay, and then you can like aim where you want it to do and then you shoot. Okay, let me bring it up um my stream. Oh wait! You
1: can't. You're not actually aiming when you walk around. You have to
0: actually enter aim mode, is what you're saying. Yeah, you have to. You have to enter a, 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 a an aim mode. Yeah. Okay, but the problem with that is and let me bring it up and the, aim, and the aim mode is holding left trigger yeah so you have to hold left trigger and then you can shoot the gun right you'll see you'll see me on, on here right so i'm about to attack you move him. around
1: can you move around while you have the gun drawn or you have to you're yes yes moving. you can move around but this okay. is
0: this is the problem right so right now i'm like moving and it doesn't seem like a, a bad thing but when you're playing it seems very strange okay so as I'm holding the left trigger, now I can I can shoot, and now I'm using the right analog stick to aim towards the thing. Okay, so as I'm aiming, you can see on the on the screen as I'm aiming,
1: but the the giant laser the, you the have laser, in the, in the that's weird the, west.
0: That's, that's the path right of where it goes. So different weapons shoot longer. I'm using a rifle, not a shotgun. Right. So now I'm running away from them, and it's just chaotic because now I'm aiming, but to move the camera, now the camera moves with the right analog stick. Okay. So if I let go of the left trigger and move the right analog stick, then the camera moves. Okay. And then if I want to aim, oh, I have no, to this, hold this the left is, analog stick or the this, this, left trigger. Poor poor okay? controller
1: mapping. That's what this is.
0: It gets worse, though. It gets worse because when you, okay, now if you see the bottom right-hand corner, I haven't unlocked any of those yet. Okay. So th- there's an RB button that you would have to press, and whatever gun was made, do you think it was made for PC, and th- and no one wanted to
1: think about controller aspect when they transferred it over? You think maybe that's it?
0: I I'm not sure. Okay, now this is my pet peeve. Now to everybody else, this is not a make or break for a lot of people. I enjoyed the RPG of this game. Like, there's a lot of inventory, collecting stuff, leveling guns. There's perks. There's abilities. There's all this stuff in the game. There's uh all, all the check. What you're saying is all the check boxes are there. All the check boxes are there, right? Okay. Exploring, finding things, leveling up things. Like everything's there. Okay. But the mechanics of the actual thing. So when I when get, you as, When you play as Rick Markston. No. When, I'm when out. I, when I when I unlock the other perk in my tree down there, you see there's four circles. I only unlocked one. So now when I use the ability, now I have to hold left trigger, RB, aim down the thing. Do it's like I'm doing a you're fucking doing gymnastics. You're, you're doing the claw. Yeah, I'm doing gymnastics with my fingers on this controller, and I'm like, it's it's so off putting for I, I, me.
1: I, I think maybe you're just you've aged out on this type of game. But here's the thing.
0: I really like the game, but I don't like the control scheme that they've chosen. Can you remap
1: can you remap the buttons? I, I, I don't know. I didn't look into it. All right. Well okay. you can't you can't you can't go on a rant yet until you can know what's going on. Well, can I can go on the
0: rant for <laughs> as as far as that what I've played. And i I liked playing the guys. I'm playing more stealth. Okay. Here's another thing I don't like about the game. I hate when you play games. I, it happen, it happens a lot in division games or I should say Ubisoft games, okay? Where your name dropping already, if it's a stealth game, okay, and one guy notices me, everyone in the town or camp or building then knows where I'm at, right? This always happens in Ubisoft games, okay? That's
1: just bad coding. That's all it is. Now,
0: it makes sense in like division because it's like modern day and they have like walkie talkies and radios, and then they can like be like, hey, over here. And then they all run over to the guy, right? That you've seen. In this game, the AI is stupid as fuck, right? Like, you can walk up to them, their cone is, like, not that well, and you can, like, murder them, no problem. But if one hears you or sees you, everybody sees you, and they stop doing what they're doing, and they all run towards you, so you're fighting, like, six guys at one time. And they're all shooting guns at you, and I'm like, this is the West. They don't have radios. They don't have anything to to do it, right?
1: I mean, I I just think it's meant to be like a, a high risk high reward if you're a stealth peer, if you're trying to play the game stealthy otherwise it's basically it a, actually feels uh, good playing stealthy a uh, what do you call it uh, a shooting range basically right and it, it feels very uh I'm watching the feed now the old yeah. backward shooting tactic yeah. huh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just lead him into a kill zone and kill yeah. him that way huh yeah exactly okay listen I don't like to. I don't like to make fun of games like this too much in the beginning. Only because it might be somebody new. It might be a different uh, a, a group of people who are jumping in and and picking up a, a type of game that they want to make because of the past of what they used to play, and they came up with this version of it. And so the,
0: this is their first go. You I, know, I don't. It's it's old devs making a new company, and this is their first game with the new company. That. Ex- and you uh, can you, really you, tell you prove, you prove my point. You can you really tell that they really knew what they're doing with the RPG aspects of the game, right? Sure. Um, there's no voice acting. There is, but very few. Everything's like reading and stuff like that in it. Um, I remember the old days. The game, the game feels let me read. Yeah, the game feels good. Um, but it's a Game Pass right. game. Now there, it's not a yeah, like game, like game, game Pass. It's not a Game Pass for everybody. Obviously, it's on other systems as well. I got it, but it's a Game Pass game, and I played it because it's on Game Pass. I, I enjoy it, but I don't think I'm going to go back to it. I might put a couple more hours in, see if I if I can map the buttons and play a little bit more. Uh, when I played this, I was like, "Oh, Sarge, you might like this." But then when I told you that, and then went back and played a little bit, I was like, "I, I should take that back. I don't know if you would like this. You might. You Listen, you might like this.
1: There's there's always for every for every individual." There's always a hook in a game that hooks you in that whatever the, the repeat motion or the, the the situation in the game that repeats calls to you. Not everyone's the same. Like you might like first person shooters, but not all first person shooters give you the hook. Right. Right. It's a, it's a certain way a game is that we attach ourselves to that makes us want to keep playing it. You, You find the, you find that that particular game loop to be, fun i i also my to... issue is is i've played a lot of games and so after a while when right. I, if i start playing it and i see it's like this type of game like game type a or game type b then the hook has to be special for me to want to keep playing over you know a, a couple days I, I i have no problem trying out new games my issue is, is that i've you know how many isometric games i've played oh, I... like okay I've, so on the same you, way. Right. Like that, isometric games was like the only games in existence back in the day before first person became prevalent and open world became prevalent. Yeah, it's just easier to the whole Baldur's Gate series, Icewind Dale series, Fallout, the original Fallout series,
0: Diablo,
1: like every all the main games ever, you know. And Um, so it it,
0: it looks interesting. I listen once again, I I hate to plug it, right? It's on Game Pass, so I'll try it. I'll try it if you're on if you're on Xbox is on Game Pass. I don't know what the price is if you're not on Game Pass. Um, The uh, oh, another thing is the map seems pretty big, right? The map seems pretty big. Uh, The combat kind of gets boring. Can you you punch somebody? Yes, you can. There's melee. You have a melee weapon. I had a a machete. I would what I this is funny. So in stealth mode, start
2: machete.
0: machete. So I I walked up to somebody. I I stayed in the bush. They turned their back towards me. I walked up to him. And I choke them out, right? And then I carry them back with me, and they have like little birds flying above their head because they're like knocked out. Looney tunes, and right. then I put them down on the ground and then I just start stabbing them, and I kill them, and then I either bury them because you can bury people, but you need a shovel, okay? Or okay. Or you just pick them up and throw them in a bush. Okay. OK. And then they're out of sight, and then no one knows where the bodies are, right? And no one's looking for Yeah Ted sand. Ted Ted's after, dead. After, no, one, after, no one's after. looking for Ted. Got it, right. And they're like, but they do come over. They're like, wait a minute. Where's Ted? So you can leave a body there and then they get alerted and then they come over there and they start looking for you and they have a big question mark above their head and they're like looking for you. And then there's a timer that comes down around the question mark. And then once it goes down, they're like, where did he go? Right. So I literally hit around a rock as a guy was looking for me. I just kept going around the rock and then he would stop and then I would stay on the other side of the rock and then he disappeared and then he walked by the rock and then I killed him. Right. So, like I said, the, the AI is pretty dumb. It's listen, but it's a, a small t- it could it's be fun for some guys, people.
1: but it, but it, even though the everything that you picked out that you didn't like are all
0: subtleties, of course, the game looks very, the game looks very solid though. As far as yeah, you know, put people, together, some people might love solid. this game, right? Some people just might love this game and be like, I don't, you're crazy, 30. I don't know what you're talking about. But for me, it, it, it just, it, it just missed the mark. It missed the mark. Well, it, it missed the mark that you have. Correct. My mark. Right. It's for me. It, right. it, missed, it missed my mark. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, I'm looking at it going, ah, I'd rather put my time into something else. Right? But, but see, but, but the way But you,
2: thanks, Game
1: Pass. But the way you weigh out, whether or not you do or not, you, you, the, the reasons you give are different than other people's reasons, right? Because Of course. time is a factor. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of games, man. Okay. Let's put it this way there are a lot more studios now. So we as a community are receiving a lot more games every year than we used to remember games came out like four or five times a year spread out. Like, but there wasn't like an avalanche of games. Like we understand now, like February, for example, how many games came out in February? Like usually back in the day, Like, that would be the games for the entire year, okay? That would be all the games for the year. And now you got all those games just in February. So, understandable, there's a lot more games out there. So, the competition should be a little bit more stiff now, which it should be, because what is going to make you decide that this game I want to invest my time in, right? And if 16 games all have the same type of thing, you better have something good in that game. And that's that's the full circle, right? Because if somebody takes the time, makes a good character, puts it in a good setting, puts a good cool factor in there, whether it be weapons or magic or whatnot, that by, that might be the next Mass Effect. That right. might be the next Halo. That might be the next Battlefield. Like it, That's how it happens. But if everyone's going to do cookie cutter and just copy pasta everybody, then it's the same game all around, and after a while you are like, yeah, this this looks like X Y Z. I've played that before. It looks like X Y Z. Oh yeah, I played that one. It's A B C. It's it's the same. So it's it depends on what they're trying to accomplish. Sometimes I see an old game like an isometric game, but they'll put like a twist on it that's really interesting, and then you think to yourself, hmm, that's a really good that's a really good hook. It's and then people who have been playing too long, like myself, were like, that's a really good hook. It's too bad that that's not in the open world game. Right. Or it's too bad that it's not in the first person game. Why does it have to be in the isometric game? Like that's a good hook. It should be someplace else. But games like that is what gets people noticed and then get you a little bit more funding,
0: get a little bit bigger and then you do the project you want to do. Oh, Krebsy. It's funny that you bring that up. It's funny that you bring it up because uh, I would 100% recommend Ascent hands down, hands down over, over Weird West. I, I love Weird West or I'm sorry, uh, Ascent that so much so when I was playing Weird West, I was like, you know what? I should just go play Ascent again because I really enjoyed it. I did. I really enjoyed it. That, that whole, that, that whole game, the, the design of it, the, The gunplay in that game is night and day compared to uh, Weird West. Night and day. 100% would uh, recommend Ascent over over Weird West. Obviously, not the same type of game, uh, different eras and stuff like that. But the gunplay, just gunplay alone, I would take Ascent. Graphics, Ascent. Um, Inventory system and stuff like that. there's, There's skill trees and stuff that you can level up and stuff in Ascent. Yeah, hands down, overall, a sense of better game than Weird West. But Weird West is a good game. It's just not for me. It's not for me. So that's that's what I've been playing, Sarge. That's what I've been playing. Um, all right, let's get to the uh, the top stories. All right, so the first one I want to talk about um let's let's start with Bungie. let's let's start with the bungee thing all right so <clears throat> let me bring you up to to speed here in the beginning of march uh there was a couple of copyright claims that were happening in dmcas that were hitting up uh certain content creators um my name is bife uh as across some of the some of the main bungee creator or i should say destiny creators right they're not with Bungie. destiny creators they were getting copyright striked and Azacross made a video saying, look, I'm going to lose my whole my whole career here if, if this happens because of said thing. And Bife was vocal about it. And people were like, take it easy, Bife. You know, what I mean? but they didn't know what was going on. Like, this is their livelihood. This is what they do. Right. So. Went after Bungie, went after Bungie, but got mad at Bungie. Like, why are you doing this? Right. Because it was Bungie that was making the claims. Bungie came out and said, No. We didn't make those claims. We also are getting claims on our own videos. So then this whole thing happened. And now it comes out that Bungie didn't make those claims. So as a crop, Bife, and other people got those things taken away. So they're safe again. Okay. But then Bungie, okay, says, well, who, who did these copyright strikes? And Google and YouTube won't give the information because anybody at any time on YouTube can take exactly. down anybody's stuff at any time they feel like for somebody else, right? If if I don't like something up there, I'm like, oh, I'm making a claim for Bungie for this, which is... It's not it's not in that way. It's not in the way you're explaining it, but it's close. Keep going. So, Bungie slams YouTube for DMCA security loophole in lousy customer service. Okay, the studio was filed a lawsuit against scammers who... Uh, Fraudulently forced to remove multiple Destiny 2 videos. Okay. Bungie has launched a lawsuit against the pred- uh, predatory, uh, predators of last week's uh, fraudulent Destiny 2 video takedown, saying that removal of the community-created videos caused a, the studio significant repercussions uh, and, and also a- economic damage. Okay. Oh, did it. Uh, the, suit Surprising. Is al- is- the suit is also highly critical of YouTube's easily game reporting system, which is cites that the primary reason that Attacked on Destiny 2 content creators was successful in the first place. Now, the trouble began earlier this month when multiple DMCA takedowns notices were filed against the prominent Destiny 2 content creators on YouTube. Now, it was unclear why the takedowns were being issued because they seemed to impact videos that Bungie policies specifically allow and making the whole thing even w- uh, wilder, okay, or weirder. Uh, Some Bungie's own content was also getting targeted. Bungie said last week that the takedowns were fraudulent and that they were working on it with YouTube partner Google to reverse the copyright strikes and the results. It also found that many of the requests were issued by a bad actor, unaffiliated with in any way, who may have taken the action to retaliate for a recent round of legitimate Destiny 2 video takedowns. Now, Bungie is reinstating itself or yeah. Relating itself is just ahead of the weekend. The studio filed a lawsuit against the unnamed defendants over multiple allegations, including fraud, false de- uh, uh, designation, copyright infringement, business uh, defamination and more. Uh, the lawsuit says that in mid-March, one or more individuals used Gmail address uh, uh, model uh after those used by one of the Bungie IP protection partners to send out a wave of DMCA takedown notices against videos that weren't actually infringing on any of the policies. The same address was used in the send a message and content creators claiming that the authentic takedown notices issued pre- previously were in fact fraudulent. The, def- the defendants also allegedly sent an abusive message to the Bungie's legitimate IP protection partner. Now quote, the Destiny community was uh, bewildered and upset believing that the Bungie has a uh, reneged on the promise of allowing players to build their own streaming communities and YouTube channels on Destiny 2 content. Now, the lawsuit states that Destiny community members were also misled to believe that Bungie's brand protection agent was also fraudulent, causing confusion amongst users as the authenticity of the legitimate DMCA notices. Now, quote, Bungie had devoted significant internal resources to addressing it and helping its players restore the videos and channels and effort... uh, uh. Compliant, and also the fact that while YouTube was formed, it allows anyone to claim and represent the copyright holder in issue of the copyright strikes, it has no dedicated mechanism for, or for copyright holders who are being impersonated to let YouTube know about the DMCA fraud. The Bunchy's criticism to YouTube in the lawsuit is surprisingly harsh, and the lawsuit describes YouTube DMCA policies as flawed and suffering from a gaping security loophole. This allows literally anyone, including disgruntled, infringed, or cooperative content producers to issue takedown notices with verification Without verification, restoring videos, removing copyright strikes, and any other hand is much more difficult. Bungie had to work through several layers of YouTube context before they could ac- adequately communicate to begin addressing the problem to suit states. This had to be a fucking logistic nightmare. Okay, now I'm not the biggest fan of Bungie. I don't hate Bungie, but just to think of a person that had whose job all of a sudden was to call YouTube. I know when I have a problem with YouTube, I can't get in touch with any fucking buddy. So obviously it, it, they it, had they had the. Uh, the, the red bat phone where they could call someone and get it done faster. It must be nice, right?
1: right. It must be nice when you have the red bat phone, right? Right. See, here's, here's the issue. And this is the part that the community as a whole needs to pay attention to very carefully. If this had been Joe Schmo, it would just be another day where Joe Schmo got copyrighted, loses his work, maybe gets a strike on his channel, maybe it's his third strike, and now he can't work anymore on YouTube, right? That's a separate conversation, but we're going to stay on topic, okay? Because it's Bungie, though, Bungie decides that they're going to contact YouTube, and then they want the name of the person to be the copyright strike. But right, that, and they that won't give it to like, him. That's a privacy issue thing. And so part of the lawsuit is they want Google to give them the name of the person who copyright strike them, right? Now, the issue with this is beautiful, right? The fact that Bungie is in the position where... Monetary loss was on them because of a copyright strike that they have to now fix under the same rules right. that somebody else had to fix going through the process. And now they, too, can't get the information that they want because they don't know who struck them. Right. Right. So now Google if, does the lawsuit, if the lawsuit goes through, it sets a tremendous precedent for the community as a whole. Because if Bungie is allowed to find out who copyright struck him, then that means anyone in YouTube who gets copy struck must know the name of the air accuser. Right. Because it has to go across the board. It can't be because Bungie picked up the red bat phone. So everyone needs to pay attention to this type of lawsuit case because it's very, very important. Okay. Very important. It's not just because some kook decided to copyright strike. A matter of fact, I think the guy who did it is a genius because I think he knew that this would be the process that would have to happen.
0: And then it would open the door for everyone to be well, able to contact. Well, you know, you, you know, Gator just said that he said trying to shine a light on how easy it is for someone to apply yes. for, a, for a strike. Now, yes. If this person is like Robin hood, let's say right? the person that brought the, the company, sh- no, no, the,
1: the, the fictitious character, the fictitious careful, character.
0: Bro. Yeah. Is is not Robin Hood the the, the yeah anyway the, the character that's doing this maybe is a YouTuber that got copyright strike and couldn't get his channel fixed and he's like you know what let me let me do it to somebody else and let's see what what happens okay because it not is affecting it is affecting Destiny's bottom line and this is why Bungie said we need it's to fucking amazing. we gotta fuck with we gotta, we gotta we gotta get this I mean, fixed
1: when it eats into your profits it hurts is that oh is that that right. Oh, only, only for us though. Now, oh, oh, for you too, Bungie. Oh, right. I got right. it. So now, now we're on the same plane now, right? A business is a business, right? Oh, so we're, we're we're on the same page then, right? Right. Okay. So this is why it's very, very important. Very important. The issues, though, is, and here's the best part: the conversations that they're having with YouTube are the same conversations that YouTube has with everybody else. Follow the guidelines. But the guidelines. Are complete and total trash because if you've read through the guidelines of the YouTube, okay, it contradicts itself. Yes. It's in lawyeres, it contradicts itself. <laughs> it doesn't give assertions to what needs to be done in the event that this actually takes place and who the responsible parties are when it actually happens. Right. Well, and so Bungie has to go through this. And instead, they just say, Well, we're gonna have a lawsuit about it and have the lawyers figure it out because. Just like real people, they don't have time to sit around and try to figure out what your guidelines are and translate them into English. So we can actually figure out what the fuck you guys are talking about. It's beautiful. I don't, I'm not, if you, if you guys are not up to date, please go watch Hoag Law. Go watch his entire story yeah, about it. Ho- I think it's like two episodes, two or three episodes about it. Now it's fantastic. The, the last, and everyone needs to be paying attention to
0: this. The last part, if you're, if you're a YouTube content creator or any kind of content creator, there's a spot at the very end. If you're Destiny content creator, Hoglaw says go take a screenshot of what he puts up on his screen because because Bungie is doing what they're doing, right? It 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 states that you're allowed to do it. So take a take a thing. So because I've always talked about this, right? At any time a company can say we don't want. They could literally single you out. I don't want That's Sarge. Correct. I don't want you to make content. Right? That's I can make content, but you can't make content because they don't like you in some way, shape, or form, okay? now They, they reserve I, the right. I know somebody personally, right. I know someone personally that they've done this to, okay? Where he's not allowed to do anything with it, okay? Scumbag move by the company. But but now they have a statement in their, in their thing where you have to hit okay, right? Where you're not allowed to do this stuff. But now in the lawsuit, there's a thing that they say, well, you can make this because of this reason. Go take a sh- shot of that screenshot and then go make the content that you want. Because now you can go make the content that you want, okay? Because of their own statement that they put out, right? Because now if they're I'm going against
1: you. A very right. Very. This this is a very important thing that's happening right now. I I know people like the there's there's certain things that happen in the community that's like no no big fucking deal. It's like whatever. just this, this happened. It happened.
2: But this very important. Like critical. Yeah. For the entire YouTube community, critical. Uh, if you're not following it, start following it. Yeah, absolutely. Start following it. At least up. At least get to know what's
1: going on
0: and what direction things are going. Yeah. So, uh, spec. Are there any bigger targets than Bungie? Wonder why Bungie. I mean, I don't think. I, I think Bungie's just happened to be the one that was that the person picked. I don't think. It was if I think they could have picked anybody, but I think I think they picked a good one. If, that, if, right. if, if if they were trying to actually do this, if the person was setting this up to bring light to it, they picked a good one because lots of people like Destiny. It's it's a small but large community because uh, it's it's out everywhere, right? People that are trying to get away from it can't get away from it because Destiny's intertwined throughout YouTube and throughout Twitch. It's it's a staple. It's been there for seven years. So, I think that's why they chose Bungie, but who knows, right? We'll we'll follow this. We'll we'll report on this as it as it as it opens up in the time. Look, I hope something happens here because I get copyright striked all the time, right? I don't get DMCA'd. Or I get copyright striked all the time, and sometimes they don't tell you who the fuck is doing it, right? And then when you fight it, they they tell you certain things, or it takes so long to get back to you, and there's no way of finding it. Now, if Bungie gets to find out, then like Sarge said, then I should be able to find out who's, who's doing it to us, right? That's just the way, it, sh- it shouldn't be what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander, it should be for everybody, right? If they get to find out who's doing it, then I want to find out who's doing it. Not just anybody can just strike me down because they don't like the way I look or, or something I said type of thing, right? So we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, oh, I use Destiny Music okay. in my content, Gator says, and this is serious. Yeah, so they actually also came out with that, with the, um, the, the music... They're making a catalog for that. I don't know if you heard about this, Gator. They are taking, because they were taking down music channels that were Destiny, and they're doing a back catalog, and they said that it's, they're going to put it back up, and they're going to let people do it. So it's, it's me. Sorry. It's all right, Rodder. I, 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 I forgive you. I forgive you. Um, DMax says certain users are immune to strikes. Internal YouTube docs confirm this. CNN and other major networks are immune to strikes. Yeah, see? It's, 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 it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. Right. Especially when I make content and I don't make content like where I'm just playing video games. Right. I'm constantly talking over something or uh, breaking down a video or something and it's public. They, they put it up there. Right. So I, I should be able to talk about it while I'm talking over it. I'm changing. I'm not just showing the fucking movie or the trailer. I'm, I'm breaking down the trailer. I'm talking about stuff. I showed a clip for four seconds of a two hour show and my whole show gets destroyed. For it. And then I have to wait three, four, five days for get someone to get comment. And meanwhile, the majority of the viewers that come and watch it, I don't make any revenue off of that because they take their sweet-ass time with it, right? Stuff, needs to, right? stuff needs to get fixed. Stuff needs to get fixed, right? So if you have AP credentials, the striking process and the review and appeal process is very different. I, I'm not there yet, right, creature? So you tell me it's that. I'll have to I'll have to say, sure, because I I don't know myself.
2: All right. So the next
0: story I want to talk about, next story I want to talk about is the Rust developers working on Fallout seventy six content. Now the developer of Rust Double Eleven is working on or working alongside Bethesda Game Studios to produce more Fallout seventy six content in the near and far future. Now, over the past few years, Fallout 76 has turned things around for itself, and Bethesda Game Studios, where the game was originally considered a failure in the eyes, the fans and critiques or critics is now generally viewed as one of the most favorable outlooks, uh, and doesn't seem to like it's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. And I agree with this. Like I've said this in the past, that like Fallout 76 right now is probably one of the better live service games out there. The way they're doing it, and and, and this is firsthand, like playing it. Right, I played it for like 180 hours. Um, the very beginning, and I played it for a couple of, you know, tens of other hours afterwards. Never really went back full time, but it is a good game. Now, Bethesda Game Studios is now joining forces with with Double Eleven, now, the developer of Rust, to produce an entirely new content for Fallout 76 and continue the game's development for the foreseeable future. Now, Double Eleven CEO Lee Hutchinson uh, says working on the game alongside Bethesda is a dream come true, and the studio has exciting news to share about the future. Now, according to Double Eleven, the company entered its content uh, content production uh, discussion with Bethesda late 2020 and had already produced some entirely new content for the game that will be released as part of Fallout 76 2022 content roadmap. Now, Double Eleven didn't go into much detail about which content exactly that they might be, but there's also four major releases already announced for the remainder of the year. Now, Bethesda's five-year plan for Fallout 76 makes may- way more sense now that developers are collaborating with experienced live service studios such as Double Eleven. Hutchinson said that the team and Double Eleven uh, assemble specifically to work on Fallout 76 consists to developers uh, uh, consists of developers who are deeply passionate about the franchise and excited to work with Bethesda on this project. Double Eleven's also announced its plans to hire more game developers to produce Fallout 76 content in the future. The studio's career page now lim- uh Lists almost three dozen positions in both UK and Malaysia, uh, with more to come. This should also be a huge boon for all Double Eleven's projects in the long run, as well as for Bethesda. Now, while in the ga- while the game is better today than it was at launch, Fallout 76 can also be improved, and the key opportunity is to make that happen. Now, Bethesda's collaboration with Double Eleven could be made even more interesting if there was a- if if there ends up being a new Fallout 76 AMA this year, as developers already confirmed that they'd like to do it. Sometime before the end of 2022. Nothing set in stone at this time, but it's very well that it could happen and shed some more light on how Double Eleven and Bethesda came to work together. So, what do you think about this, Sarge? Like, Bethesda is just a huge company, right? Obviously, they're making other games, right? So, they have a division that was working on Fallout 76. There's a person working on Skyrim 6. There's one working on Starfield. They're... Do you, yeah, do you my, think he, that they're moving or shifting and brought in double double eleven to take over? Well,
1: here's here's how I here's where I look at it. The game is your baby. Bethesda made it. Bethesda Studios made Fallout seventy six. Right. So what does it say when all of a sudden Bethesda says, "All right, we don't have to worry about it anymore." The the kid on the bike is doing pretty well on his own. I'll just let the bike go now. We got other stuff to worry about. We're gonna go over here. Let's get a third party people making content for our baby. That's what we should do. We got other stuff to do. Like that's what they're doing. Right? They're not in charge of the of the content that's coming out now. It's somebody else. So my question is, is there a consultant? Do they sit around and discuss what, what the fallout universe is and what they should be doing? What kind of quests are there and you know what kind of people we should you know, include into the actual game? Or or is it just like Oh, you guys are good with uh, live service content. Enjoy our game while we go do something else. Like that's my question, right? I don't even play the game, and I, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, I guess, I guess if you don't care and if it's just somebody who's making content for your game, I guess it'd be all right. Maybe you have other stuff to worry about. I don't know. Like maybe Elder Scrolls Six or Starfield to work when it finally comes out at the end of the year. Let's make sure it works, right? Meanwhile, you have basically set up a game. That's a live service, which means it needs to be done monthly, three or four times a year. Whatever you guys have to be doing with that game and creating content for that game. And now all of a sudden it's like, no, no, don't worry about it. No big deal. It's good now. It's solid. Nobody wants to light it on fire. Now, the difference between it's good now is this. The game sucked when it came out. The game has sucked since it came out. Yes, there were fixes. Yes, there were improvements. It's been
2: good for, for what happened- years now.
1: But what happens is the people that wanted to play Fallout stopped playing because it was a garbage game. The ones who are infatuated with Fallout, who can't get enough Fallout, stayed with it. So after two years, the only ones playing it now are the ones that really want to play it. You don't have the giant audience of people waiting for Fallout like you do waiting for Starfield, right? You have your community. They have their group. And now they're like, well, we don't have to worry about it now because the group that's giving us money every month is already there. We can go do something else now. That's what that is. Now, you can look at it as being a good thing, or you can look at it as saying, well, I guess you don't care anymore about your live service. That's why you're going to hand it off to somebody else who can well, create content for I, you.
0: I don't think they don't care about their live service. I think they're supporting this game much, <clears throat> much But, But like I said, Bethesda is trying to move on to other things. Now, here's what's interesting. I'm sure. Here's what's
2: well, interesting.
1: When you, have, when, when you have massive projects in the, in the works, massive. And, and by the way, Elder Scrolls Six is massive. And, and Starfield is massive. Yep. If you have these massive projects where you need all your people, why would you start a, a games a service type of thing where something needs to be maintained for a long period of time? Why? When you you're, The I, way you've been
0: making games is massive game, have to work hard I, on it. Release game, but I don't think they're leaving. I don't think they're abandoning Fallout seventy six. I think I didn't say abandon. No, no. I, I said they left it to somebody else. No, no. But I'm saying, they're not leaving it to them. What I'm saying is they're they're bringing them on because they're doing it. And this is my my opinion on it. I think they're doing what like uh, Sea of Thieves did with Rare did. Rare make like four teams and they rotate right month after month. So Team 1 works on January, and you don't see them again until May. So they drop content in January, and then they drop content in May. I think that's what these guys are doing because I just looked it up. Double Eleven worked with Microsoft for Crackdown 3. Now, the game didn't do very good, but they worked with Crackdown 3. They also did worked with Microsoft, uh, a Double Eleven partner with Paradox to work on Prison Architect. They also worked with Mojang to make Minecraft Dungeons. They also are now working with... Uh, Uh, face punch studios with with rust so Double Eleven is this company that comes in to just help the studios along now i've noticed they've helped nintendo they've helped playstation they've helped microsoft i'm interested to see if this is yet another company that microsoft picks up in the future because now they're working on bethesda game um maybe Maybe they get tossed in and they get bought up by Microsoft and Double Eleven becomes part of the Microsoft, one of these studios uh, in the future. Look, I don't think this is a problem in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I, I find it weird that they're bringing in a third-party company to come in, but now that they're with Microsoft and Double Eleven has worked with Microsoft in the past, they're like, hey, if you need some help, we have this company, Double Eleven, that we work with. They helped us with, with Minecraft Dungeons. They did a really good job, and they can pump something out. It's 150 people that work with this company. So, maybe they're really good at what they do. at small little content things, and that's why they brought them in. So, look, I know a lot of people give shit to Fallout 76 because it didn't come out when it... Done. It, did, it wasn't cooked when it came out, okay? But now, it's a good game. It is. It's a good live service game. If you're looking for a live service game and you want to play games with your friends in a Fallout game, it's actually a really good live service game. Um, it's, it's nowhere near as, uh, as buggy as it was. Uh, it's nowhere as near as crappy as it was. Uh, Motasbo says uh, Motasbo says that it, it he put 2,500 hours into uh, into that game. I believe he did, right? Yeah, he put he put 2,500 hours, and it's a good game, but was poor end game. The news has brought uh, uh, brought us uh, players hope for the new end game. So there you go, big mo. Thank you very much for the 19th month uh, resub. Appreciate that very much. Like I said, I don't think this is a bad thing, Sarge. I think it's, um, I think it's good for Bethesda. I think it's good for Double, you know, Double Eleven to make content. And I think it's good for Fallout 76, the game for the content, you know, making more content for this game moving into the future. So uh, let's see. Another quick story that we can talk about. Um, E3. E3, 2022 digital event officially canceled as Summer Game Fest proceeds. Okay, so E3 2022 is reportedly canceled, reportedly canceled. And uh, numerous media sources stating that the ESA has failed to put together an online event in time. Like, what were they waiting for? Like, this is their only job, right? They make E3 and yet they didn't have time to put a a showcase together. Meanwhile, Jeff Keighley is like, all right, thanks. We'll pick up the slack. Don't worry about it. Uh, The news broke. Well, Will Powers on Twitter indicated that he's received an email saying that E3 2022 is officially canceled. From there, Jeff Keighley hosts the Game Awards, Summer Games Fest, and Opening Night Live on Gamescom proceeds to seamlessly confirm the news with a single emote. Laughing and winking. <laughs> uh, this this was in turn followed by shortly by a confirmation that Summer like, Games like Fest...
1: E3, like E3 is in June, right? That's yeah. That's less than two months. Okay, so all no. of a sudden now you say it's canceled. No. Like... The shit's planned way ahead, bro.
0: Way ahead. Like they literally start planning this year, like two weeks after last year, right? right. Do you know like what in I mean? August,
1: <laughs> August, September. The Planky plans, booking, right. and everything else. Right. You two months before the things actually supposed to start, you come out and say, "Oh, by the way, it's canceled." Like we
0: knew it was fucking canceled. Right? Please. It says the ESA intends to regroup. And we'll be attempting to hold an event in 2023. But by that time, I think it's a little too late, right? Keeley, Keeley's already got it s- solid. He's got it locked down. He's like, look, I left E3 on purpose because I knew you guys were a bunch of idiots. And now I made Keeley Fest, as I call it. Okay. Uh, he says, we remain incredibly uh, excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. The ESA stated that, that at the time, no follow-up information was uh, was ever publicly provided. About what Digital E three two thousand twenty two would look like, GamesBeat reporter Jeff Grubb noted that Twitter that the main reason for this turn of events appeared to be that everyone is going to Keeley instead because he's actually competent. Exactly, exactly. If you, I swear to God, you could go back to when Keeley first made this thing, and I said it's going to be a success because he he's he loves what he's doing, right? And he's got all these connections. And Jeff Keely's just smiling from ear to ear every year because he goes, "These guys are a bunch of idiots." When Keeley left E3 officially and said, "We're not, we're not doing it anymore. We have our own show," he literally put his own show together two years ago, whatever, three years ago now. When the when the uh, the stuff was happening, he literally put his own show together in two months. They canceled it because no one was showing up or going, and Keeley's like, "I'm gonna start my own," and everyone's like, "Okay," and he did it all, all online, <laughs> all online. Right, competent is is an understatement for for Jeff Keighley Okay, you might not like him, right? You might hate him because he seems arrogant and whatnot. But what he's doing, the the viewership, God, the fucking Oscars would love the viewership that the that the Game Awards is getting uh, at the end of the year, right? Think about that—the best award show, right? The best award show on television or uh, uh, on the planet right now. Hold on one second. Let me see. Video Game Awards viewership. I want to I look this up. Okay. Because the Oscars had, I
2: think, uh, 12 million viewers. Okay.
0: Uh, let's see. That's too many. Oh, no. It, it, it's the second word. Yeah. 85 million. 85 million people watch the Game Awards now. And 12 people, 12 million people or 12 people watch the Oscars, right? Think about that. Think about the state of where video games have come from to where Hollywood was and now where video games are. Okay? Think about that. Insane. Insane. The Oscars haven't pulled in 85 million people in like 30 years. Okay? So, Ely Fest's still on. E3's canceled. And, um, I always said E3 wouldn't die. It it, it would always be somewhere in there. But, Looks Hang like they're killing let's themselves. Back
1: to, let's back the truck up. Right Here's what I find interesting. E3 wasn't all about video games. E3 was about computer stuff in general.
0: Yeah, like it was it, tech. The, 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 the electronic tech, show, yeah. Like,
1: not just video games, tech. So what you're actually saying is... You are you're, thinking, you're thinking of
0: CES. It. E3 has always been about video games. No, not all video games.
1: It wasn't all video games was not all video games. Video games just took prevalence after a while because it was supposed to be for everybody. Because only, only, the, only the press was supposed to go. Remember, that's how it started. Only the press would go. Right. Well, yeah, no, there, there was things there because it is the Electronic Entertainment Expo, right? That's correct. So what you're saying now is... We don't even want the other half. Like We don't even want to go to a place where we're, where we're advertising right, they don't, they don't electronics. Yeah, nothing. Like no one wants to come and visit the new high-tech stuff that we have. Nope, we're canceling it completely because no one wants to pay for the space anymore because companies can just send digital ads to whoever they want, to the distributors and whoever else on their own. You don't got to
0: get people to fly out to Vegas to do it. Well, you got to remember that the reason Keeley left is because the competence, incompetence, uh, E3 re- leaked all the info remember that in 2019 all the people's info that that were that were signed up they leaked it complete all Complete trash yeah complete trash so there you go so keely fest is uh summer fest still happening and we'll cover it right here on uh on 30 and still gaming but, and but don't and you find
1: but don't you summer find trash that strange game. like
0: nobody wants to go for the video
1: game so the rest of it's dead too like you, you don't even have like a smaller version, like a smaller convention center. Hey, all the new tech stuff's coming out. Does everyone want to come over and go see it? Everyone's like, no, no, we're good, we're good. I'll just, I'll just look it up online. We're good, but you get to test it. Every, got, we got stuff set up. You get te- no, nope. we're good. Like what? Like don't, don't you find it strange? Just a, just a little bit. Yeah. Like one of the most powerful conventions of the year to show all the new stuff that's coming out,
0: and no, it's over. We're done. But, yeah, they, they, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to compete. They're, they're lost. They literally don't know what to do. Right. Rain, man. Just seems, it seems a little weird. That's all I'm saying. And you would think with even just the internet now, you could it's literally... It's expensive, just-
1: though. Unless, I'm not going to... Don't lie. Like, very expensive to get the floor
2: space yeah, and everything you don't, else. They,
0: you don't need a floor space. They could literally do everything virtual. They could literally... I know. It's been proven already. Right? It's been proven already. So, the next story... This is the big story. Well, big news for the week. Not really the major, major. But the biggest story we have. Because I said for the longest time, when Game Pass was going for the last, like, three years, okay, that that PlayStation or Sony has to get their shit together. Because if they don't, okay, if they don't start adapting to what they're doing, they're going to turn into the Sega Dreamcast, okay, in the next five years. They, they had to do the shift. And they slowly started doing the shift. One, they started getting their games on the PC Two, they started buying up other studios and three. Now they have their streaming service, not quite like game pass, but we're going to go over that in just a second here. Okay. So PlayStation plus PlayStation now come together and players can choose from three flexible options. Okay. Since launch PlayStation plus in 2010, uh, Sony Entertainment has been in the forefront of innovation of the game subscription service. They will be thrilled the first console membership service and also includes a refresh library of games of PlayStation Plus and also launched a first console game streaming service with PlayStation Now. Now, today, we're pleased to share the official news about changes coming to the subscription service. This June, we're bringing together PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now in an all-new PlayStation Plus subscription service that provides more choices to consumers across three membership tier globally. Now, our focus to providing high-quality, curated content with diverse portfolio of games below the overview at three membership tiers. Now, PlayStation Plus Essential, the benefits of this first uh, thing, Sarge, is provides the same benefits of PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saves, and online multiplayer access. There's also no charge for exiting or existing PlayStation Plus members in this tier. Now, the price of this is I'm just going to say the United States price um, and you guys can look up your, your local area. Uh, United States is $10 a month, $25 quarterly and $60 yearly. Okay. Now PlayStation plus extra provides all the benefits from the essential tier and adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PlayStation four and PlayStation five games, including blockbuster hits from the PlayStation studio catalog and third party uh, partners, games that, in the extra tier are downloadable for play. And now this is $15 monthly, $40 quarterly, and $100 yearly. Now the PlayStation Plus Premium, this is the the top tier uh, tier dog one, It, it provides all benefits from the essential and the extra tiers, adds up to an additional 340 additional games, including PlayStation 3 games available via the cloud streaming, a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations offers cloud streaming access to the original PlayStation PS2 and PSP and PS4 games offered in an extra and premium tiers in the market. And where PlayStation now is currently available, customers can stream games using the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 consoles, and PC. Also, time-limited game trials are will also be um, offered in a tier so customers can try select games before they buy them. This is $18 a month, $50 quarterly, or $120 a year. Now, uh, PlayStation Plus Deluxe select markets for markets without cloud streaming. PlayStation Plus Deluxe will be offered at a lower price compared to premium and includes a catalog of beloved classic games from the original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, generations to download and play along with time-limited game trials. Benefits the essential extra tiers also include local pricing. Uh, The new extra premium tier represents a major evolution for PlayStation Plus. With these tiers, our key focus is to ensure that hundreds of games will be offered and will include the best quality content and sets us apart at launch, and we plan to include titles such as Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. We're looking closely with the imaginative developers uh, for PlayStation Studios and third-party partners to include some of the best gaming experiences available with the library and be regularly refreshed. More details to come uh, in the future. Um, That's that's basically the, the whole thing. So, what do you think of their price structure, Sarge, as far as the complicated three-tier package of what you get? I really obviously, just, ha- I really obviously just they hand want you to the get the, the mic 18 dollars
1: I want to hand the mic over to Mo as really I was what I want to do. Listen, we knew that Sony had to do something. Okay. But they are just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. Right. Okay. I I don't understand why you want to hand over money when you're already paying them for the online privilege for the sake of looking at flea market games that you wouldn't play normally anyway to, to institute value into something that doesn't have any and then try to call it valuable when you say you'll be able to try out games before they come out you know what that's called it's called a demo right right, right? you would just send me a demo right it would either come in the magazine Or it was online and you could play like 10 minutes of it. Right out. Right? Now all of a sudden you want me to pay for it. I'm always confused when we talk (laughs) about any of these subscription models because you want to know why? Because in the old days, okay, you are already playing a game. Right. Right? Bought a game I buy. I'll use me. I will use me as the example. Okay. I probably bought like maybe five or six games a year in the heyday. In the heyday. About five, five or six. Maybe a little less sometimes, but five or six about normal, right? So you buy a game, you play the game. Maybe it takes you a month or so to finish it, maybe less. Then you stop playing. You play your other games, and then you go the fuck outside, or you go to work, or you are you doing other things, right? Then another game comes out. You're you're eagerly you're eagerly awaiting the next game to come out. Then you get that game, and you repeat the process. I play that game for a month, maybe two. And I bounce back to it. Then in between, I'm playing the sports games that I have with my friends or the fighting games with my friends or competing at the driving games with my friends. And then I'm waiting for the next game. Right. All of a sudden, everyone has all this extra time and money burning a hole in their pocket. And if I'm not spending $300 on games for the year, now you want an additional six hundred dollars on top of that between the microtransactions of the games i'm playing subscription services for and then i'm paying you a monthly thing for your game pass model like i don't understand what you how much more entertainment do you think you're getting for that extra money when a game is consistently broken on release and i have to wait for it to be fixed right Right. what is the benefit like if i if i if i If I'm an arrogant son of a bitch and I come out and I say, hey, I want to be entertained. Where's my entertainment? And someone goes, well, here's the entertainment, sir. You can spend $60 to buy a game. You enjoy the game. And then when another game comes out, you get that game. Well, I I demand you to give me entertainment all the time, like every moment, right? So now I'm paying for stuff to be in my face twenty-four-seven, even though I have the same amount of time to play. I didn't get more time over the years. Matter of fact, I got less time. But somehow, handing over more money is beneficial for everybody. I, I don't get it. I, I'm never going to get it. The price structure says, hey, if you want to get games you actually like, you have to pay extra money. Otherwise, right. the minimum amount means flea market games that you wouldn't buy anyway. You wouldn't play them. Right? Because if you like them, you would have bought them. Like, that's what it is. Perceived value is ingenious when it comes to gaming markets now. Absolutely ingenious. To give me crap and then tell me it's worth something, and then have me go, Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is worth something. Games I would never play. I'm giving you money for every month. And my for my convenience. Right. I get it, man. It's convenient because God forbid. You're in your house for more than 10 minutes without staring at a screen. You're bored shitless, right? And that extra 15, 20 bucks a month keeps you satisfied inside that I'm just handing over money for an awesome product that doesn't work when it comes out. I don't get it, man. I don't understand. But I do
0: understand why PlayStation had to do it. Well, of course, they, they had to do it because, okay, the, the demo stuff, I, I, I said this as soon as they announced it i was like well the demo stuff could be you know like the new god of war the new spider-man game the new wolverine game the next forbidden uh horizon game comes out they give you like the hour first mission whatever it is right so you're paying 18 bucks and then you get to try god of war out first okay and then if you like it then you can purchase it because then you know if the game is good or bad or or whatever right i don't know if that's what they're gonna do that's what i feel like they're gonna do because that's what it sounds like they're gonna do right they're not doing the day one you know, day in, day out, release uh, like Xbox does. Now, I how can they? Well, on 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 a on a business level, I say that this hurts in the long run. And of course, there's people that tell me no. It's been proven that these game companies make more money, whatever. But if it's a if it's a AAA studio, it's a AAA studio. Their tactic right now is to make a game look awesome, right? Make it look awesome get you to pay the sixty, seventy dollars, make it good for the first five hours. That way, you can't get your refund back, and then it it breaks, or it's done, or it's unfinished, or it's not a full full fledged game. Right? That's what's happening right now. When a game comes out on day and day one, okay, Microsoft's paying up front, and we'll talk about that in a different story, okay? And they're paying the money up front for these titles to come on, and the and the AAA title at that to, at that time is like okay. That just makes, we, let's see, it cost $80 million to make the game, and you're going to pay us this much, and we make a quarter of that back super fast. Sure, we'll, we'll do the deal, right? They don't care. And it looks, for us, the consumers, it's a great deal, okay? But it's slowly breaking it down because, for instance, Tunic's out. How many people do you think bought Tunic on Xbox? Probably not a lot of people. They probably just played it on, on Game Pass and then didn't give the money. Now, Tunic probably made $2 million or something up front, okay? But more people are probably trying out the game and saying, eh, and then not picking it up, okay? So, so much so that Jim Ryan, the PlayStation CEO, says, we feel like we're in a good various cycle, okay, with the studio, explains PlayStation we're investment and delivers success, which enables yet more investment, which delivers yet more success. We like the cycle that we think we're, the gamers like, and like they like that cycle. Make God of War, fantastic game. People buy God of War. People like Returnal. They paid for Returnal. They paid Ratchet and Clank. They bought Ratchet and Clank. They didn't give it to free for the brand new games. Now, if a game's six months old, seven months old, then sure, you could put it up on there and then get more life out of it because. A lot of people are not going to either the people that were going to buy it are going to get it secondhand. Well, those secondhand games are not there anymore because they're digital, right? Because they're not going to GameStop anymore because there's less and less physical copies going back into the store. So now it's all digital. Well, now it's six months later and they're like, eh, you know what? Sales are down. Let's, let's drop it down to 40 bucks. see who buys it. Or let's get $18 a month, okay, to get them to put it onto, onto that service where at the top tier, now they can give a game at six months old on that tier. Now two months later, they've already made the same amount of money, but they've also made microtransactions. You're inside the cycle, you're inside the thing, right? He says he could conti- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But, but let's but let's not let's not forget
1: something. I'll use tunic again as an example. If Tunic came out in like 2009, all right, It would be on the it would be in the game store on Xbox and it would say Tunic, independent developer, trial click trial, right? And you would download it and play it for like an hour or some shit. And they would just give you a, it's part of, it's part of Xbox. You're already paying for the service, right? Right. You're already paying for that monthly service. We've been paying it for years, right? Tunic would be there. There'd be a demo of it. It would be in the store and you'd say yes or no, right? All of a sudden now we've got a separate thing completely about paying for this stuff and then tunics here. It's the same except now I'm just giving mm. you money. Right. Right? What is what is the what is the over the benefit that I had before? What what am what is what is the consumer benefit? Is it because I get to stare at 50 games I will never play or you in already, the screen, or, or you already own or the two or three games that I'm hoping will go to game pass so the value for that month is worthwhile to me. Right. Right? Well, game pass. That game that game would no... exist in the same tunic would exist in the same universe it would before I started giving you 20 there, bucks there, a month. There's
0: no doubt that Game Pass is a fantastic value for for customers. Sure. For customers. You keep, you, you but keep I, using the tagline. I, I like. Great, it's a great value. No, but I, I do. I like, I like. Great value. I like PlayStation that they have their games, their first-party title games. They're good games, right? They're great games, and they get the full price for those games up front, right? So he goes in and says, "He continues to putting your own games into a service, or for your service upon their release. As you well know, this is not the road that we want to go down in the past, and we are also on the road that we're going to go down in the in the near for the new service. We feel that we were to do that with the games that we make at PlayStation Studios, the cycle will be broken. The level of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible, and we think that the knockoff effect." Of the quality of the games that we make would not be something that the gamers want. Exactly. Like that's that's smart. Okay, because the quality of the games will drop if you do what it's happening on Game Pass for big type games. Okay. It works for Microsoft for the first party titles, but the third party titles that come onto Game Pass, it hurts them. And the quality drops. Okay. So Ryan viewed it as a, as a unique to Sony. Most AAA publishers are reluctant to put their most recent games into subscription service. Why? Gee, I wonder why. The counter argument is that by putting your latest titles into PlayStation Plus or Xbox Game Pass, you're potentially uh, wind, uh, winding your, or widening your audience overnight and your new release could have tens of millions of players. And if your game that has other forms of monetization in it, then the v- revenue potential is significant. Right. I, my, my stance is single player games going on to game pass. If it's a microtransaction or a live service game, 100% put them on the, on the, uh, the streaming service. Okay. But if it's a single player game, like God of war, like horizon, uh, uh forbidden West, like, like uh, Wolverine or Spider-Man that comes out, you don't want to throw those on there. Cause you're, you'll make less money. You'll make less money. Cause you're only making $18 off of that game and then they're not going to play it again. Right. So you want to make the full value of those games that, right that off the has bat to
1: do with, Yeah. But that has something to do with the deal that you get for being on Game Pass. Right. The issue is always the same. Right. I'm trying to sell copies of a game. Right. So are you telling me that when GameStop was in full fledged mode of, of 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 being an everyday store and all the people that bought secondhand games through GameStop that the developers never saw, right, that loss is less than if a game is on a service that they're giving you money for and then I can still buy the game? It can't be. It can't be. You can't tell me that GameStop was robbing the developing teams for 25 years and they were able to grow exponentially over 25 years to be some of the biggest studios ever. Now, They have control of all of the money. There is no middleman anymore. And now they're concerned that they won't be able to get the money for a single player game if they put it on Game Pass. I don't believe that, dude.
0: I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Just look at the model Disney Plus, right? And what HBO Max is doing. Look at the movies that came to theater and streaming on day and day one, right? How many people went to the theater to go see a movie and how many people rented it on HBO Max? HBO Max is a subscription service, and people go pay straight up full price to go see that movie. Now, this is a this is a fraction of what video games are, because a, a movie you can go see a movie for seven to ten dollars during a matinee, all the way up to twenty dollars uh, for for prime time. Okay, but if you buy just the the movie on HBO Max, you're paying the ten bucks a month, or it's free that month. Why? They want you to get into that cycle, so you're constantly paying for HBO Max every month because they're they're putting more stuff in. But every Every single movie that came out on day one in theaters and in HBO Max or Disney Plus all bombed. Every single one, none of them made money. They all lost money. It's the same concept. I don't know why people can't see. They can see that, but they can't see it for video games. Video games will suffer if you keep putting out on day one for the big titles, single player titles. If it's a live service game, if it's a multiplayer game, and you have microtransactions hidden in your game perfect. Now, don't get me wrong, I do believe that like Destiny and Gran Turismo and all these games will be on the top tier $18 a month thing because the season pass will probably be included into PlayStation now that Sony owns Bungie. It'll be it'll be something to bring you in. Hey, instead of paying $40 and $70 and all this other stuff, just get the subscription model of $18 and you get it all, all for it, right? Right? People don't people don't realize it. So, Let me continue reading here. It says, at the basic level, now, PlayStation's swapping all their players over, okay? At basic level, this is bringing together PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now subscription service, which together total is 50 million subscribers. 75% of them are PlayStation Now subscribers, also subscribed to PlayStation Plus. So it makes sense to unite the two services together. And for those 75%, they'll find their overall cost going down, right? So now they think they're saving money, right, in the long run. Looking at the price in general, there's also three tiers. PlayStation Plus, PS Plus Essential is identical to PlayStation Plus today and is also the same price at $10 a month. PS Plus Extra adds in a library of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games for $15 a month, where PlayStation Plus Premium includes all the Plus game trials, game streaming, and collection of PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 PSP games for $18. In comparison to Xbox offerings, the PlayStation Plus Premium tier carries a highly monthly cost. However, where Sony has been competitive... Uh, in which the annual pricing, okay? He says, in the fact of our services at least, the great majority of people subscribers through 12-month subscriptions, Ryan explains, there is more than two-thirds of the subscribers that that way. And the area of the value proposition that we have to look at very hard, and the delivering is that of 12-month subscribers, that is the great majority of the people on the monthly subscription rate for PlayStation Plus Extra will be $8.33. And for PlayStation Plus Premium, will be $9.99. And we think for that, people are going to get it. And that's what they know. They know their clientele. They know what they can charge for. And that's what they're going to do. Is PlayStation Plus a better deal than Game Pass? No, it's not. Not for the consumer, okay? But for the for the games that they're selling, for the single-player games, for the first-party titles, they're going to be making $60, $70 off of each game for the first six months, and then they'll just throw it on the streaming service after the fact and still make money off of it, right? But the initial release of it, they still be successful. And this is where PlayStation can be. They can do this. They don't have to compete with Xbox one-to-one, okay? Because you're not. You're not going to compete with it, right? They're, they're throwing money at it. There's a completely different company. Where Sony is like, yeah, we'll get the monthly payments. What, what, is, what does Xbox make? 25, 25, uh, 25 million people at average $10, right? Some are paying 15 some are paying not, uh, less, okay? Let's just say $250 million, $250 million, a month for Xbox, now PlayStation is just trying to, they didn't change much, they just added a tier and added other games because now people that are like, ah, I don't really want the streaming service. Oh, wait, there's a game on PlayStation 3 that I used to own physically that I can't play on my Xbox but now I or on my PlayStation, but now I can. If I pay $18 a month, sure, I'll do that. Now they just upgraded. Now they just got eight extra dollars out of somebody or 10 extra dollars out of somebody that they wouldn't have gotten out from them before. And then they're also putting the live service games. You know, the live service games are going to go on the highest tier, right? Come on, chat. We all know this, right? We all know this is going to happen. And then, as soon as this came out, we're going to go right to the next story, okay? Xbox. Xbox is reportedly, Game Pass is reportedly getting a family plan, okay? Now, I said, as soon as PlayStation did what they did, I said, Xbox is going to put another tier in. And what did I call it the other night, guys? I said it was like the ultimate. the super duper ultimate pass or whatever, right? Obviously it's the, it's the, it's the Xbox game pass is a family plan now. So reportedly Microsoft is reportedly planning to <laughs> introduce an Xbox game pass family plan this year. Windows central reports that Microsoft has been contemplating family plan for Xbox pass for quite some time now, but obviously it's coming out now because PlayStation did what they did. So the family plan option will reportedly provide access to game pass for five players and will be priced cheaper. The cost for the separate accounts. So, obviously, if you have five children or five family members, uh, I'm paying my $15 a month, you're paying $15 a month, someone else is paying $15 a month. That right there, you're already paying $30 for two accounts if, you're, if you have the ultimate, right? So, now Microsoft is reportedly integrating the family account system, which is what the company also uses for Microsoft 365 family subscriptions. It's not clear whether or not they separate the family subscriptions for the Xbox Game Pass PC or Game Pass for ultimate versions of Microsoft Game Subscription Service. Microsoft has reportedly had to work through details on how royalties are distributed and compensations for third-party publishers that are currently licensing their content on main on the Xbox Game Pass plans. Now, Microsoft currently offers Xbox Game Pass or PC Game Pass for $9 a month. Neither includes online multiplayer cap- capabilities, but you can also upgrade to Xbox Pass Ultimate for $15, and this unlocks Game Pass for consoles, PC, EA Play Access, and online multiplayer. The new potential family plan for Xbox Game Pass comes just days after Sony announced its updated PlayStation Plus subscription. Sony answered the Xbox Game Pass includes multiple tiers starting at $10. So what do you think about this, Sarge, the family plan that they're doing? I, I, I want to put a
1: gun in my mouth, right? <laughs> <laughs> what what are you what are you talking about, all right? Like what's the difference if if I buy Street Fighter, right? And then I let you borrow the game, right? We're brothers. I let you borrow the game, yep. right? You play it on Xbox. Yep. Now what you're telling me is if if anybody else plays the game besides me, we got to pay extra? You got to pay extra. Right? Yeah. What the fuck get the fuck out of my face, all right? Please.
0: Because it's digital Sarge. right? Madness. Because Please it's digital. I madness. I don't have a physical copy to give you anymore.
1: Please stop the madness.
0: I don't have a physical There's copy no to difference. give you anymore.
1: There's no difference. I own the game. I, I have it. Yep. I have it. It's on my Xbox. So instead of me mailing you the game, I just send my hard drive to you and I, hey, but borrow the game, bro. Nope. Can't have that. Got to charge for that. Oh, is that where we're headed now? If I want to, if anybody else wants to play the game I'm playing, we got to charge for that. Yep. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are losing your mind. They're slowly doing this every year. They do a little bit more. And and you guys are just like, dude, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. That sounds fair. Like, what are you guys talking about, man? Yeah. So, what are you talking about?
0: This, this, how is this?
2: How is that? How is that
0: normal Here's the funny part. All right, they said they're not going to raise prices, which they didn't. Right? They didn't. They didn't raise prices. They just added a new tier with a more expensive price. Right? Xbox said we're not raising prices anytime soon, and yet they added. Which a is new, a yes. What they added a which new. Which is tier. a yes. They added a new tier. Okay. <laughs> With a higher price. Okay. So, uh, so obviously, I, I'm still sticking to it. Okay. I'm still sticking to my plan of 2023 summer is when they announced their first hike because it just can't be sustainable anymore. And Xbox, is like, it's still a great value, but instead of $15, it's now $18. Right. Because why? Sony just made their third tier $18. Okay. So they, they're going to have to raise it. They're going to have to raise up the prices, start to be competitive with the market. Okay. Now, the market
1: of, the market
0: of, no oh, hardware oh, right no hardware no games
1: the market of yeah. the market of purely digital the, the market it's so hard to yeah, they,
0: to balance all this takes, digital takes stuff it takes a lot of electricity Sarge. it oh, takes a lot God, of electricity. it's so
1: hard to keep track of yeah you guys are dreaming yeah. I, listen i am glad 100% 100% glad i have lived during the greatest gaming of all time and i'm going to watch it burn now on the way down i'm going to watch it all burn right that's what this is right i can't even play my own game and give it to somebody else i'm gonna be charged more
0: because someone wants to play the game i have right that's a dreaming. like i can't even borrow i I, I can't even borrow now it still works as of right now as far as i don't think they're taking this away like if i have game pass i share it with my son right now okay so i can share it with i think up to two people can i not we're in you're in the same house
1: it, oh, you need a family plan. You're right. in the same fucking house. The unit is there. You're right. playing the same games. Well, no, what are you charging me for? No,
0: but what I'm saying is, like, we play Minecraft Dungeons. I bought Minecraft Dungeons once, and I share it with him, and he plays it with me, right? I, I bought the game once, and he shares it with me. That, I believe, still goes on. But now if you want two, three, four, five up to things, you're going to pay, you're gonna have to pay more money, right? So... Yeah. I, I is know it, is it one person? Though? I thought, right I thought it was two people. I thought it was two there people. There are
1: people home right now doing this. Dude, that sounds right.
0: That sounds good. That, that sounds very fair. That's... Yeah, but they said they were not going to raise prices. They're just going to add a new tier with a different price, right? That's, that's, that's the beauty part of it, Sarge. That's the, that's the beauty part of Listen, it.
1: Listen, I, I passed all my classes in the school, including <laughs> psychology, right? All the math classes, English. I did pretty well, right? What's going on here? It's like they're talking to retarded people, right? If you're <laughs> nodding your head thinking this is a great value, there's something wrong with you mentally. You need help, right? Get a <laughs> tutor,
0: right? So Take some classes. So speaking of subscription models, because this is why I wanted to label the show, subscriptions is for everyone, okay? So Sony's got a new subscription model. Xbox is putting more tiers for subscription models. Apple's <laughs> rumored-
1: there's going to be so many password uh, passing around yeah. on that whole thing it's not even gonna be funny
0: apple rumored to be launching an iphone subscription service okay following a recent push for more subscription services apple is seemingly working on a hardware subscription service for its iphones okay with the tech giant earning over 19 billion dollars in the last quarter <laughs> in 2021 the service alone apple doesn't appear to be slowing down in subscription department Uh, with services including like Apple Music, iCloud, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, amongst others. As such, recent reports indicate that the tech giant is preparing for a similar strategy for its flagship product, the iPhone. The subscription in question is expected to be uh, tied to Apple's other services and launched as a bundle offering. According... According to the subscription, it will fall similar to the auto-leasing programs, though it'll also be the first time Apple will go for a hardware subscription model. However, it's expected that the service won't follow the installment scheme, where the cost of the device would be divided over 12 or 24 months. Instead, it'll be specific monthly fee depending on the devices used linked to an Apple ID, be it an iPhone 13 mini or an iPhone SE or 5G. Apple's also uh, seemingly working with possibilities of letting users swap devices for a newer model, when launched under a subscription program, uh, while it's likely that Apple won't officially announce any details about this service just yet, there are speculations that it will be tied into Apple One bundles and Apple Care plans. Back in 2020, and the tech giant launched a bundle service that includes the offerings like uh, TV Plus, Apple Music, and iCloud storage. Of course, this is the first time Apple's looked to shift hardware strategy. So we have a subscription model here now, Sarge for uh, for Apple, and then let me just let me just. Bring it one more subscription model. Let me throw one more subscription model in here. Rockstar has announced GTA Plus, a new premium subscription service that Grand Theft Auto Online that's only for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game. Now, um, Rockstar will cost, GTA Plus will cost $6 per month and provide subscribers with a recruiting monthly Bank deposit of five hundred thousand to ensure players have plenty of cash to spend in the online open world. There will also be a wide range of members-only bonuses, including exclusive property, vehicles, upgrades, discounts, and and cash slash RP bonuses. Rockstar also mentioned that there will also be ability to unlock gameplay updates that you may have missed out on, suggesting previous time-limited content may be as accessible with GTA Plus. Now, the first month of GTA Plus which will span from March 29th through April 27th, will provide the following content. Get GTA 500,000 available withdrawal from your maze bank. You get the uh, principal device eight, a supercar that comes with a a, a special works upgrade for the HSW orange trip and the HSW CMYTK glitch livery, whatever the fuck that is. The auto shop property located in La, uh, La Mesa. This introduces an assortment of gameplay updates from Los Santos tuners. Waived LS car meetup membership fees. There's membership fees for car meetups. Guys, I didn't know that. Current LS meet members of GTA Plus will be reimbursed. Yacht owners can upgrade to the the super yacht for no additional cost. The, uh, the frog tee and broker prolapse basketball top and shorts will be added to your wardrobe. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. You get three times GTA money and RP. You get two times car meetup rep on street races. So $6 for Grand Theft Auto. Eight years out in the making. Eight years, it's been out, and now on the tail end of this thing, when there's rumors of all Grand Theft Auto 6 coming along, Sarge, all of a sudden, Rockstar says, hey, we're going to charge $6, which is not a big deal. It's not a big deal, Sarge, because you don't need to buy it. It's It's not mandatory to buy, but it's $6 for you to buy the subscription service. What do you think about Apple's subscription service? What do you think about Grand Theft Auto's subscription service? What do you think about subscription services just in general, Sarge?
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to go down that road, but I will talk about the, the GTA. Uh, the, the reason why they're doing this now at the tail end of their game, it's very simple. Because the hardcore people that have been playing this game for this many years, and, and the, the pool of people that they have that actually have purchased this game, charging $6 a month at the tail end of a game when you know a new game is coming out is going to show them without a doubt who will pay for a subscription service day one when they come out with GTA 6. That that will give them the number of people right away. Because if you're going to give $6 to a game that's pretty much dead and over, all you're doing is running around, shooting up people, buying gold cars and stuff, right? If you're going to give $6 now, then they know they have your ass exactly. when they release exactly. the game. Exactly. That's what that is for. That's exactly what that's for. It's so, got nothing to do with the subscription model. It's basically trying to test the water. Well, now, I, the Apple the Apple one, you know, it's... Every, everywhere you turn, it's an additional monthly fee for some perceived value that makes you feel good about yourself. Whereas, once again, before, you just kind of did your thing. You didn't give anyone money. And then when you didn't have that thing to do anymore, you did something else. Right. right? But apparently, a captive audience, constantly having to come back into a game, now giving a subscription model on top of MTX, on top of everything else. Right, there's still microtransactions like, in there. Like, I don't I, I don't see how this works well. If if anything at all, what needs to come out of this, like like first and foremost, right, is we need a revamp of electronic consumer protection acts, right? Has to be slated. Like Congress has to get their lobbyists the hell out of the way. And we need to pass some laws about digital products and the, what is the consumer protection rights that we have. Because right now, it's the wild fucking West, right? Between all the subscription models and all the promises and all the perceived values, right? It's still a product. And if I don't have a proper product, then I need a I, I need the means of getting my money back or product refunded or something has to happen, right? And we have none of that, zero, we have zero protection on what's going on right now. What one of right? the? Ask the people that paid one twenty for
0: Battlefield twenty forty two and can't get their money back. Right. Ask those people. Yeah. What one of the one of the things I see with Rockstar with the six dollars? This is one hundred percent a test. 100% one hundred percent. Okay. One thousand. Okay. Thousand percent. So there was a streamer that also came out. Now I know it's just rumors, but uh, XQC came out and he started rambling. I've never heard the guy before. He sounds like he's on Ritalin or something. Um, but he started talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, I know he's probably bullshitting it, okay? But I bring it up because I talked about Grand Theft Auto 6 and how they would charge you a monthly fee, like Fallout First, right? How they would charge you an RP. Like, Grand Theft Auto 6 Online is going to have an RP system built in from the ground up. Now, XQC said this. Now, again... I'm a nobody on the internet, and I said this months and months ago, that they would do an RP system in their game. He came out, said he played it. I don't know if I can believe him or not, but the, the point that he said was agreeing with what I said. I was like, well, okay. It's plausible, right? Okay? It's plausible. Okay? Now, them charging $6 is just putting the frog in the pot and boiling it now. Because if Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, and then they do announce, a fallout first type of thing where your own server uh you get your own quadrant you get different houses you get different things you can go to different maps whatever it is whatever it, it includes the six dollars for this is just going to get you when they go oh it's eight dollars for the server You're like oh well it's six dollars just for the just for this but now if i pay eight dollars i get this this is all it is okay here's another rumor for grand theft auto right So, rumor leaker hints that GTA Online Liberty City expansion might be coming. A new rumor-making round suggests that Rockstar Games could be prepping a Liberty City expansion for Grand Theft Auto Online. Now, again, if this is true, take it with a grain of salt, I think this is a test, another test, of how it would work in Grand Theft Auto 6 Online, okay? This is the tail end of this game. Okay? If the game, if Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out in the next two years, it's still eight years into the making of this game. And they're, and, now, and they're just now putting stuff in to test stuff out. Okay? What do you think, Sarge? Do you think it's possible that they're bringing Liberty City into this online? Or do you think this is bullshit, it's not coming out, and they're actually going to put it into Grand Theft Auto 6? Obviously, it's all speculative. Just your thoughts?
2: Well, the, all the information that we have up to date is, is that the new GTA is Miami, right? It's like a
1: vice city, just not, not done in the 80s, right? right? That's, that's, the hard, that's the hard evidence that points to. Now, it might include Cuba and some of the Bahama Islands and that kind of thing, but that seems to be where we are. There's been, maps,
0: there's been maps of almost all of Florida.
1: I don't, I don't think that they're going to put in Liberty City into GTA to Online. resuscitate it right? just to keep it going long enough until GTA 6 comes out, right? And if they did, right, how much work did they put into that? That just seems like a lot of work to, to make it the just, up-to-date Just city, to put it in the tail
0: end of, of this Just one. to
1: put it in the yeah. tail end of the game. Now, now will Liberty City be in this other one? Like, you'll be able to fly to there and do it. That I might believe. I might believe that they would do a GTA World type of thing where you whatever. get to go to the, the other city. The- yeah, whatever right? the next one is. Like, don't let's not forget, like, They did in San Andreas what they are probably going to do in this generation, just done differently. Like when you saw, like, give them. Understand? Do you remember San Andreas? Yes. Okay. Do you remember how there were three full cities in San Andreas? Yes. I I I, I used to love going to Vegas. Okay. So the fact that they were able to do that in that generation of games shows that the ambition that they had back then, they pushed it to the limit, even though. The system couldn't handle all that. They still did it. So what do you think is going to happen when you're at a system that that can handle what you're doing because it's been proven you've played GTA uh, V. You know what they can do. And then what can we do when I release a new game? I can just add another city and have you go there, either fly there or drive there or whatever. And then it becomes a subscription model that's a perpetually open world. And we add a new city every 18 months, right? Until, right. until you're burnt out of GTA and we move on to the next thing. Because let's remember, they're not making anything else, right? right. Rockstar has not made anything right. else. They canceled Bully. They canceled everything else that they had going on. There's no reason for them to release anything else because that's how big a cash cow GTA actually is. We don't have to release anything else, no, right? They're making- and that goes back to the, the topic we had many months ago, which is if a company doesn't have to make a game, they won't. Right? There's no reason for them to do it because you keep giving them money on the game that you already have. Shark card. Shark card. Shark card. And now they want to do subscription model. Right? There's no reason for them to, there's no
0: reason for them to dump Liberty City into the old game. New game, I say, yeah. It'll be in there. It'll be a Every Everything that they've done so far is just profit. Everything after that is just profit. Right? The the next topic I want to talk about, um, we're we're talking about, I got to bring it up because it's next segment it's a segment on our show we do you know weekly so here's the next topic okay
2: so beta field
0: 2076 okay they, they came out with a, a, a blog post or some feedback, and they came out and said Battlefield Core feedback maps next steps. Now, I just want to remind everybody, I just want to remind everybody that this game came out six months ago. Okay. This game came out six months ago, and they're talking about it like it's coming out in six months. Okay. So they say, Hi, folks. I'm not going to read all this shit because they're, they're just, it's just all stupid shit anyway right we're gonna fix the game we're gonna we really they had an article last week or two weeks ago obligation pass okay right so they're fixing the traversal right our traversals with outline and travel time and foot between base spawns and flags was too long and our proposed solution is to reduce the overall time uh, travel time between these areas by moving them closer together right so they, they didn't do their homework with map design right let's just scroll down okay let's go down to the next thing Cover and light of a si- line of sight. In our p- first post, we detailed the very wasn't enough co- uh, cover availability across the maps to ensure safety and traveling between flags. Additionally, we-, we highlighted that there aren't enough line of sight blockers introducing it. Right. So we didn't do our job and we fucked up the map. So let's go to the next section. Okay. Intensity. Uh, For intensity, we outline, especially in the 128 player modes, combat that can become too chaotic around our objectives, making it hard to determine what's going on around you and where you should be keeping your attention. So, uh, told us that we've experienced the primary causes of the the problem, the vehicle dominance, and based on the feedback, there's several changes that we'd like to make to reduce the overall vehicles available of the uptime. We're also reducing the number of attack vehicles and helicopters that could be active in any time in 128 player modes per category. Like, why did you think of this shit... Before the game came out. We're also increasing a cooldown of attack vehicles and helicopters from 60 to 120 seconds. Right? Like, all this. Paths. Uh, We've outlined where uh, there were too few clear paths between flags. Making it unclear where the enemy fire could come from. And how the best... Like, all of this is talking about a game that's been out for six months. About map design and level design. This is a company that created Battlefield games for fucking 17 years of map designs and all this stuff and they're talking about it like they've never made a fucking game in their entire life like well we just didn't understand that the uh, the map was too wide open we just didn't understand that there was no uh, things to hide behind and the line of sight is just too we we didn't know the 128 people we were just we're just overwhelmed just give us a sh- give us a second guys we're making we're making battlefield 2042 for you just give us a chip. Don't make any jokes about us. They're like fucking having a nervous breakdown over there trying to make this game obligation pass. Okay. Uh, What when, when is the next core feedback? Who gives a shit? Okay. Here's, here's the actual topic I want to talk about, Sarge. Here's a game that's been out for six months, but yet... It's like an alpha. It's an alpha. Let's just be honest. It's an alpha. We're in beta, right? People paid $120 to be beta testers for this fucking game. So the guys that are working on the game could practice making a game, okay? Because they didn't have anything else to do, okay? The way the industry is going, Sarge, are we ever going to get a multiplayer game that's complete at this point moving forward? Yeah.
2: Okay, so let's let's back up a little bit. <clears throat> the people, I'll give the benefit of the doubt only on this one
1: point. The majority of people that are are still working on Battlefield right now, the DICE studio. A lot of them are gone. Right? And th- this is this is the catch 22 that I'm going to try to side with them and at the same time spit in their face, right? Because if, if, the, if the hardcore devs who worked on the game for many years have left and are doing other things... Yeah, they've all moved on. Right? That, that's fine. But you can't tell me that the developers who are currently working on a Battlefield game have never played a Battlefield game? Did you look at the past Battlefield games? Did you understand the coding in the other Battlefield games? Because I remember some guy yelling at me about the buttery smooth motion yeah. of... A of Hardline. Of Hardline. Yeah. That, that no one noticed like the buttery smooth movement that nobody nobody complimented him on. And so I know they can make buttery smooth movement. So if somebody can make buttery smooth movement, why not get the game, break it the fuck down, look at the code, and try to figure out what made the game great? Instead, you got a bunch of guys, once again, throwing shit to the wall, want to see what sticks. How How is it possible you can release a game in that state and pretend like you don't know what's happened? Like you
0: don't know what it is that's wrong with it. They're, like, they're supposed you to be, know what's wrong with it. There's supposed to be new maps and stuff coming out, but they're fixing old maps for, for line sight and traversal and paths and all this other stuff. They're still fixing the game they released six months ago.
1: Yeah, okay. but it's already been decided that the majority of staff is gone. Is already, They're already, is already is making already, on no, the next game. The current staff yeah. is already making the new Battlefield game. Yeah. like They're already working on it, like, yeah. which means that who cares about this one? They don't care. Let's leave, let's leave the C team to figure out how we broke it and let them try to salvage it. Because And by the way, they have to, right? Because of the obligation. Right. Pass. Because people paid $120 to get the, 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 all the right. content. They have to, even though they don't want to. And you can tell they don't want to because they're already making a new fucking game, bro. Because they already got right? your money. They already got your money. Moving on. Moving on. It's once again. Where is my consumer protection for electronic product? I want laws to start being made because what's (laughs) going on right now is a joke. It's a joke. There's no way that you can release a product like that in any other industry that you know of and get
0: to walk away and just get to walk away. here's, here's Here's the problem, right? I want to. I want to get back to Game Pass for a second, and with live. Well, not Game Pass. Live service games, live service games with subscription models and, and stuff that are just broke, buggy, unfinished, whatever. Battle Pass, Season Pass, Obligation Pass, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. I don't. Okay.
1: But I can't. I can't give them. I but I can't give them benefit they, of the doubt, Mike. They. They. You 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 have as a developer, you're you're making a title that's been around for twenty years. Okay? More, right? You've been you've been playing the, you know this game. It's twenty years, two thousand two, two thousand three. Right? You know the game. So do you do any kind of homework? Do you look at past games? Do you look at what would make those games good? Did you read through all the chats of all the all the people why they liked it, like why they play it, what what makes it what makes it so replayable? Like you make a game with the thought of an innovation, without any thought to anything else that made the game great, you release it. And then when it comes out in such a poor state, there is there is never anyone that just says, hey, we fucked up. Like nobody says it like they just pretend like, right, everything's good. It doesn't matter what we think. Well, if it doesn't matter what we think, then you don't need my money. I guess I'll just wait until somebody else makes a better game. because them trying to pump out and chase revenue every 2 years having multiple people working on the same title offsetting 2 years like they do with call of duty like we 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 seen it we we know about it already it's like they don't they don't care they do check boxes right everything check box they, let's put let's put one they, new thing in to make just, sure we don't piss off piss off the, the community right they just want we, they
0: just want to put the stuff in front of you and say look this is what we're going to have in the game uh, pay up front right with the live service battle pass all this other stuff you pay you pay 100 bucks you get the 120 twenty dollar edition and then you wait and like gator said right right let's say they do fix it in the state it should have been up to this point then the players move on and they're gone show why me, why try to patch the it they're not going to fix it because they already have your money and this is why i always say don't pre-order a game don't pre-order a game give me the process Show me, show me the
1: flow chart of the information that says, hey, this is how we're gonna start making a game. First, we're gonna make tremendous maps. We're not gonna look at anything else. We're not gonna, we're not gonna talk to that guy who made the buttery smooth movement of hardline. Like, that's somebody we don't want to talk to at all. Because anyone that makes buttery smooth motions in a video game, we don't want to copy him at all. Like that would be fucking stupid. Let's let's make our game as choppy as fuck and crash all the time. That sounds better. Like <clears throat> I don't get it,
0: man. Here, here's the thing, though, Gator, right? Fool you once. Zero accountability. Probably done with Battlefield, right? And I, I totally get what you're saying, right? That's how it was for me when they did Battlefield 1, right? And then they came out with Battlefield 5, and they're like, oh, they can't do it again. And then they got, left Battlefield oh, 5, I and they did it, it again with oh, Battlefield paper. 2042. It's the same. It's the same cycle over and over and over, right? And, and this is why we've always said, don't pre-order games like this. Wait Not for anymore. it to come out. Wait for it to come out. Wait to see what it is. I saw this from a mile away. I'm just upset because the way the subscription service works and the way these these they they get your money up front and they're promising you something, but once they have your money, okay, with a subscription service, when you have a battle pass or whatever, think about Game Pass for a second. Okay. Then one of the next stories I want to talk about is is that rumored Microsoft reportedly paid Square Enix five to ten million dollars to get Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass, according to the industry analyst. Okay. This goes back to the first story with the with, with PlayStation, where PlayStation doesn't want to put their first party title games on day one or on release. Now, when this game came out, it didn't make a lot of money, but it was a really good game. Okay. Six months later, they decided to put it on Game Pass and they offered them five to ten million dollars. Well, Square Enix probably lost five to ten million of what they projected was supposed to be. And they're like, uh, yeah, give us five to ten million dollars, and, and and they're like, and it makes it up and they they're done with it right they move on because they've made their money back off of the single player game okay now microsoft throwing five to ten million dollars at one game for that month is not a big fucking deal because they have 25 million people on the, the thing and they're making 250 million dollars a month a month just to put it in perspective just to put it in perspective compare it to movies if a movie cost a hundred million dollars okay they only make ten dollars at the, top, at the box office, $20 if it's like IMAX at the, at the Prime thing, right? For two hours, right? They make $10 to $20 per ticket for that one movie. They have to sell millions of tickets at $10 or $20 to get up to $100 million or double that to $200 million to make their money back, and most of them do it, okay? And studios come out with 10 movies, okay? Maybe eight of them lose money, but the one movie, we'll take Sony for instance, Spider-Man made $1.9 billion. They could release Venom, Venom 2, Morbius, and any other movie, and they can all lose money. It doesn't matter because the total money that they spent on all those movies and they lost money, okay, <clears throat> made all the profit back from Spider-Man. So That's Game correct. Pass, Game Pass right. has all these third-party titles on there, has all these first-party titles on there. They get paid $250 million a month regardless, regardless of what happens. Hold your thought. Hold your thought.
1: That's two hundred fifty million dollars a yeah. month. That's three billion a year. Yeah, for doing nothing. Think about this. That's additional income. O- yeah, the company was running. The
0: company was running per- perfectly well without the additional three billion dollars on top. Correct. Now, a game like a game like Grand Theft Auto Five, when it was created, cost I think close to one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollars, which is the, the most expensive game ever created. Okay, that's one month of Game Pass. Think about That's that for correct. a second. The development cycle of Grand Theft Auto took seven years to make Grand Theft Auto 5. That's been out for eight years. So 13 years now. Think about this. It's taken 13 years. They, they spent $200 million to make this game. It's been out for eight years. Game Pass makes the budget of that in one fucking month. So tossing $5 million to $10 million at this one game to bring or them on... Game. It's a or,
2: or, or game. It's nothing. Right? That's correct.
1: So, because this, this money is not included in any kind of labor structure, account structure. This is an additional money. The company has all its revenue already cycling and moving. Right. The money's being made. The way the money's being made for the company. We make product, we sell product, and that's and now everything else on top of this. Is gravy.
0: That's just the monthly payment. Now if, now, if you're a game that has season pass, right? Microtransactions, right? Cosmetics. That's gravy. Right. That's gravy. It's just all gravy on top all of gravy. It, right. So there's only 24 hours in a day. Only 24 hours in a day. How many games can you play in one day if you're unemployed? <laughs> right? You can play as many as you want. Well, but, unemployed. But who's on paying for your subscription model lot. if you're unemployed?
1: Right. On, on Red Bull and
2: Unemployed, I can do a lot, but I'm going to the hospital.
0: All I'm trying to say is, like, Guardians of the Galaxy came out six months ago, and now it, it made its money, and now it's making more money because they made the initial toss of 5 to $10 million off of this one game. Well, the negotiation probably worked out. Though. Yeah, of they, course. They, they're like, hey, what do you need? What do you need? They projected what, they, projected, right. Right. They, projected what they thought they were
1: going to make. They didn't make it. Right, they rolled it out. They watched. They what? Whatever the the was after the initial sales, and they said, "Okay, well, this is about what we're going to do." And now we don't know who approached two right? Because we don't know who knows the numbers before, right? So somebody approached somebody else and said, "Hey, would it would it be like this? Would it be like, hey, do you want uh, to put, um, you know, Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy on Game Pass?" And they were like, "Well, what are you talking about? Like, uh, what what do you think? what do you think the numbers are?" And like, well, we'll come back and we'll run it down. And they go eh, about ten million, right? Keep well, it on well, there. For what was your production what you cost? What was your production cost?
0: Right? right. Uh, our production cost was seventy-five million dollars. Right. All right. How, so many, many, gonna, how many copies did you sell? Uh, we 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 sold. Six, I, I don't know six, if they get that
1: detail because it gives them too much leverage. It right. gives them too much leverage, right? And you offered to Listen, if once again the power of it is very enticing because of what it does. For certain game companies, and especially for indies, and this is why it's such a catch twenty-two, right? It's good for indies, but let's not forget indies were on there before Game Pass started. They introduced indie games. That was the privilege of being on Xbox Store. Like you're on Xbox Store. Here's the here's an indie game. Here's a trial. Play it. Right now they're wheeling and dealing about how much money you get to put your game on Game Pass, right? And so what's the catch twenty-two there? If your game is really good and people are buying it. Do you want to be on Game Pass? Probably not. You want to make as much money as you can. But the exposure, they say, on Game Pass is better than no exposure at all. I'm like, you have the same exposure. Did you you market the game? Everyone knows about it, right? Like, we know the game exists. I saw the commercial. So you're saying that if it's not on Game Pass, then I might not know what it is. Like, I might not go out and buy it or ask a friend or see some ad on TV or my phone, for God's sake. Like, all of a sudden, if it's not on Game Pass and it doesn't exist, I don't believe that either. But at the same time, it's starting to come out. Every individual is different. What are the deals made for what
0: your game is to be on Game Pass? Right, Curbsy, brings up, Curbsy brings up a good point, right? $10 million is only 167,000 copies of the game, right? At, at full price. Okay, At full price. Which then brings me to my next question. How many people... Now, that's a single-player game, right? Now, let's look at a multiplayer game, like a Battlefield, right? Like a, like a Marvel's Avengers. How many people does a game need, Sarge, do you think, in your opinion, to survive, to thrive into making money? Like, like, do they need a million people? Do they need 200,000 people? Do they need 10,000 people? Like, I try to put this in my head. Like, when we were kids and we played a game, right, they weren't selling hundreds of millions of copies of the games, right? They were selling millions of copies, Okay. But the player base died off because there were so many games that were coming out back in the day that you were just picking up. What's, what's, what do you think the the living number is, in your opinion, of like a Battlefield? How many people need to play Battlefield on a system for them to be still making profit with microtransactions and, and, and whatnot? What, what, what do you think that is? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. Like, I have my number in my head.
2: Well... I... I look back at the business things I, I learned in business when I did business classes in college and whatnot.
1: Right? And on average, and I'm, I'm going to pick the high end, I'm going to pick the high end, right? On average, labor labor, for a business is anywhere between 20 to 35% of the costs to run the business, right? So if we follow that kind of math, right? All you have to do, is figure out how many developers are working for the the studio that you're talking about. Give the average, the average salary for an employee of of like mid range. We'll do an average. You can side 20% above or 20% below, whatever, right? Multiply by the number of employees that gives you your, your base labor, right? All right. Your base labor for the year, like what the salary is for the year. And you multiply that times how many years they're in development. And then if this, if the total salaries is, well, uh, once again, I'll say the higher percentage. I do thirty-five percent. I take what is thirty-five. What what is what is sixty-five percent added to whatever that number is, and that gives you the total costs to make that game, right? So they're looking for that number, and usually between twenty percent to twenty-five percent above that for it to be an okay. We're we're in the green, right? Because usually have a twenty percent. Overage, right? Because you go over, there's additional costs. There's always additional costs, right? So you figure like an additional twenty percent over. So if I if you're next week, I'll do some math. Well, I'll pick I'll pick pick a company, and I'll give you the revenue they
0: need for the for the for the for a year. Well, right here, figure it out. Well, here I'll 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 do quick math, right? So let's say there's not quick math. No, I'm going to do quick math. Let's say there's five people working on a game. The game came out. It's already made its money. Right? Opening opening weekend, Battlefield came out. It made all its money back. We know that. Okay? Now they're keeping it alive. Okay? For microtransactions, battle passes, obligation passes, whatever. Okay? Let's say there's 10 people working on the game still, keeping it alive. Okay? Everyone else has moved on to the next Battlefield game. There's 10 people working on the game, fixing bugs, fixing things, still putting microtransactions out. Okay? If each person makes $50,000, let's just say, or $70,000, $70, right? What is that? That's... um. That's $700,000 for the year. That's their their budget, $700,000 a year. I think that you only need less than 5,000 people playing your game as a live service game. 5,000 people that are coming in, okay, and buying a microtransaction or already paid for your season pass, okay, to pay for the entire. For the year, because month after month, a new cosmetic drops. They're gonna spend a uh, five dollars there, ten dollars here. Okay, so twenty percent of the five thousand people that are playing the game constantly are always right, are always playing eighty percent of what they're what they're making. Right, twenty percent of who eighty are percent are making eighty percent of the of the revenue. Okay, I think a game like this could be five thousand people. You guys are putting two point five million. Some people are saying two hundred, three hundred thousand. I'm telling you, five thousand people.
1: It's more than that. I don't think it is. I, I, I understand with the what microtransactions
0: means, and everything that's in the game right now. I, I think it's take, less than 10, 100%. percent.
1: I'll take an average size company. I'll figure out what they're I'll figure out how many people work for the studio. I'll figure out the last game that they had, and I'll do the member. I'll, I'll, I'll have some basic. I'll I would like to see. Numbers. I would like to see those numbers. I'm just thinking off I, the top of my head. But you, but you have to understand they. If if you're a small studio, you're, you're, rely, you're relying on that game to do well. I get the I get the there's a lot of pressure, man. This is not like you're once again, right? I say it every fucking week, right? They are not making widgets. Okay. This is a abstract product that you're trying to get a wide berth of people to be interested in to give them money, right? It's not a given. It's never a given, right? I understand this is a high-risk situation when you make a video game. That's why IP and loyalty matters over time because you don't have to stress out as much because you realize you have your base of people who are going to buy your product. But, but over the years, as you've seen, they have pissed away all the loyalty that they had because they took it for granted, right? The two downfalls right now in, in gaming in gaming industry, the two downfalls is digital product right being able to update a game before before it even leaves the before it even leaves it's always online and i can fix it whenever i want right it sounds great right cuz i can update the game but in reality no matter how bad the game is during development they don't care because they can fix it later they're they're not worried about how the game is going to release because they can fix it later right when you didn't have that when you released the game and the game was out you were shitting a brick, right? Waiting for that game to go into a truck, go to a store, someone to buy it, put it in their hard drive and play it and make sure it actually worked, okay? And it actually worked, right? Those days are over. They can release a game in any state. It's been proven. List the last seven releases. You all know it, right? That's number one. And number two is the digital only model, period, where I have no control over my game at all. The downfall it's the downfall of gaming. It's it's great and it's convenient, but it leaves them with no consequence. There is zero consequence for releasing a
0: shitty product. Zero. See, I think Krebsy, the hundred and fifty million dollars is a lot for a video game. That's a that's a triple A game, right? Triple A game, and that's a high end triple A game. Okay. Okay. Most games cost 60, million, 120 million right and you got to remember if you compare it to a movie a movie costs 100 dollars 120 million and they're only charging $10 for a ticket the video game company is charging 60 70 80 100 120 anyone that paid $120 for Battlefield has bought the game twice basically right think about that they bought the game twice okay because if they, your- if they sold a million copies at $120 okay they they they've made all their money back Look at look at CD Projekt Red with with uh, 13 million copies pre-order before it they could have literally retired and left for, for for the moon and no one would care because they already got their money and they're gone they're done for the day they're like all right we made a game we don't have to we don't have to we don't have to do anything sure they, it would tarnish their name but they could be like all right thanks for the money see you guys later they made all their money back before they even before it even launched.
1: Well, that's, that's, but that's the, that's the golden goose, right? Of course, of course, you're off the hook. You don't have to worry about it at that point, right? You make, you make, you
2: make that much money initially, then you're good. You're sitting pretty. Listen, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a rough game now, dude, no pun intended,
1: but that's the way it is. And this is why it's important that the consumer start to try to take back some power that they have lost over the years, Right. There is absolutely no reason at all to buy anything day one, no, no matter how much bribe they give you. Day one, whatever bonuses and whatever kind of bullshit they're trying to bribe you with to get you to buy day one. I say it every week. I'll keep saying it. Let them sweat. Don't buy Dame One. Let the reviews come out because obviously it's needed because Gran Turismo did the same thing. Yep. They released the games to the critics. Without the the microtransactions in it, right? So they scored it based on without it being in there. And then when they released it to everybody else, all this nonsense was added to the game. Yep. Why? Because you can keep adding nonsense because the game's online all the time. And they already have your money. And they already, right. This is the consumer protection is needed and consumers have to start smartening up, right? I understand that you think that you're not being taken advantage of and because you're, excited, you're an older right, gamer now. And you're excited for so you, are, you are talking, we are not talking about us in this community here, in this chat, because most of us are a decent age, right? We're not 12 and 14, right? I'm looking at the younger kids who just keep buying shit because they don't know any better and they keep funding this nonsense and you don't get a quality product, right? That's the difference.
0: Right, Krebsy. So what I'm saying, right, so $60 million budget divided by 60 would be a million dollars for the players, right? So now a uh, one month after the game's out, all of a sudden you lose 80% of your player base, right, of the million people. So you only have 200,000 people playing, right? But per day, you only have about 5,000 people coming in, okay? And out of that, out of the, the 200,000, only 20% of those are the whales, making 80% of the profit. And if they made all their money back based on the budget of the actual game, it's clear sailing for the rest of the year. You understand what I'm saying? And that's 60 million. Let's say it was, it cost $60 million. Day one, it took them five years to make the game. That's $60 million for the whole entire time they produced the game. Two, three years, the budget's there. They get it all back day one. What do they need to, to, to keep that game going? Uh, It was a small team. Not much. Not much. Everything else is just, it's just profit. Cherry on top. And that will do it for episode 304 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and watching us on Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week. And we rant along the way. We're here Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. This was a bonus March episode. Next time we see you, it will be in April. Uh, don't go on Twitter or uh, the internet tomorrow morning, Sarge. Don't do it. Anything on Twitter tomorrow, anything you see, any news stories you see, all fake. Everything's going to be fake. April Fine. Fools. April Fools. Hey, everything oh. you see on the internet tomorrow is oh. fake. Just, 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 just assume it's fake right from the start. Okay. So if you guys start submitting stories tomorrow, um, I'm going to assume that all of them are fake. I'm not going. T- I'm not going to take any of them. Okay. Um, so you have to, you have to vet them. You're going to have to vet them. Um, appreciate you guys coming out. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, we do appreciate you very much. I still have to upload the other past broadcasts up there. Um, yeah, only tomorrow. That's right. Only tomorrow. Uh, if you're watching us here live on YouTube or Twitch, uh, you can help us by h- free by hitting the follow button over on Twitch. Uh, if you're over on YouTube, you can hit share, like subscribe, uh, if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can hit the membership button. It's as little as 99 cents over here on YouTube, or you can go to the higher tier, or you can do a super chat. And then if you're over on uh, Twitch, you could do a subscription over there for 4 dollars or you can also do a uh, Twitch Prime sub, or wh- whatever the Amazon Prime, I-, I don't know what it is it's called anymore. Uh, you have one of those each month. Make sure you use it on somebody on the platform. We do appreciate you very much. If you like us, make sure you hit that thumbs up, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one.
2: Take care. Game on, guys.
0: They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combine they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.